We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the draft show here on Roto Grinders. I am Britt Devine, rocking my draft shirt. Of course, I'm the king of all swag of DFS. Uh, here with John, we know him as JSU. Uh, John, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. Uh, gonna do some of these drafts with you. I love this show. This is it's a fun show. We get to you know draft with everyone here and you know talk about whatever. Yeah, you get to well, talk. Actually, no, you get to talk about promotions. Yes. Show, and then I'm going to talk about whatever. You're turning into the company man, John. I like this, right? <laughs> so uh, so the first thing I want you guys to do, I got a lot of Roto-Grinder stuff I got to talk about in a second. The first thing I need you to do, though, 
is get on to draft. If you've never played on draft, I uh, use promo code grinders. When you sign up, you get like a $3 ticket. But if you already have your draft app up and you want to play along with us here and you're not following me already, well, let me tell you how to follow me on draft. In the bottom right corner of your screen, there's a little profile button. You will click that. And then on the top right, there's a little add friend button. Now, I'm probably not your friend, but you can just be add person if you, if you don't want to be friends with me. So to do that, you would just type in my name, Britt Divine. I noticed a couple of you uh, did this when I tweeted it out uh, a couple of minutes ago. But if you want a chance to play against me and John and everyone in chat uh, in a couple of minutes, make sure to follow me on Draft so that you guys can get uh, the invite when we send it out. Uh, onto the Roto Grinder stuff here. First thing, uh, Roto Grinders Premium. Uh, you know the All Star breaks over. We want to cut you a little break on it. So single site baseball, eighty five bucks for the rest of the season, or eighty four ninety nine if you want to throw in that little price discrepancy there to, to get you to really sign up. Uh, if you're doing both sites, uh, it's ninety nine ninety nine. And single site PGA is $89.99. So if you're trying to play PGA, there's a couple of majors still to play. Uh, or you want to play baseball, you can get a little break on the Roto Grinders Premium. Uh, I want to say, to the sharp side contest, I, I was going pretty good on that, John. I think I was up to like three or four. Uh, I, I misswiped my lock pick. So I, I don't know. Like, we can't go back and change everything. But I was kind of mad at myself. I was moving up there. Um, but if you want to move up on the sharp side app, we're doing a street contest. It's not too late to try to start racking up wins on that and get your share of $1,500 worth of FanDuel bucks. If you want to try that, um, it's uh, kind of like our sports betting app. Uh, it's free. You just kind of make believe money. You find a bet that you like, you swipe it, you lock it in. And if you happen to climb up the leaderboard uh, up towards the top, you can get a couple of bucks from uh, FanDuel at the end of it. Uh, also on FanDuel, we got the single entry series. Uh, which is pretty cool. It's a buck uh, and there's a $50 one this week. So if you want to try that, it's a fun little thing we put on over at FanDuel. Make sure to go check those out. And uh, I got some more stuff to talk about too, but you know what? I, I think the people have heard enough and we'll, we'll get to that uh, other stuff as, as we move along. Cause I yeah, want to start, yeah, I want to start drafting. The next, uh, let's get some drafts here. I feel like I need to talk for like five minutes just to like get on par with you now. Oh my goodness. And see, I caught, I caught Devin by surprise. He's dropping all the other promotions in chat. Right. And I didn't talk about all those yet. So uh, thanks to you who followed me during the show. Uh, Let's play on draft and draft is doing, I don't know if the double header system messes with what they have behind the scenes, but if you want to play course free DFS tonight, John, well, I have the place for you to play. It is on draft because there is no course game on this slate. Uh, So I'm going to jump right into this. Uh, I'm going to make a, uh, I guess we can do standard first. I'm not thrilled with standard because pitching is just absolutely horrific today. Um, I think we can get a 10-man in here, right? Yeah, we can get a 10-man. And we'll just play for a buck to start here. Uh, so you ready, John? You got it open? Yeah, got it open. All right, so we'll just do a, a regular 10-man. So I, I looked up Slate IQ, and I was looking at the ownership for regular DFS tonight. And the core's ownership is its almost like mind-boggling. I'm going to put up a, a Twitter poll. Uh, after the show about something on it but what are we doing with no cores on draft uh what are some of your offenses that aren't in course field tonight yeah i mean it's it's really interesting it actually makes it on draft like very interesting i think some of the top offenses that we'll you know get into but like for me personally you got to put uh the red Sox up there i think the dodgers lefties are all in play um the cincinnati reds like those just off the top of my head um 
you know, and then you got, uh, you know, I know it's Blake Snell and he's a really good pitcher, but you've got some strong right-handed Yankees bats, you know, maybe you could pick off of, but um, I, I think, I think there's a few different ways to go. It'll, it's really interesting um, how this draft will start. Um, I'm assuming Paxton will go one. Cause like, he's really the only pitcher that I think deserves to be in the first round. That's for sure on this slate. What do you think? I don't think he goes one, one. He's been going, I've done a couple of these uh, before the show. He usually goes a little later because the offense, I guess all the, all the, you don't love any of the pitchers. So I think the bats get a little bit of priority today. Cause even with the 10th pick, like I don't like Rick Porcello or Castillo or take your pick of some other crappy pitcher that you don't really want to use today. They really don't have much worse of an expectation than, than Paxton or Kershaw or anything like that. So I've been seeing sort of the bats go uh, at the top and there, there's definitely some bats that I think are too low and I'm going to try to get one of my favorite stacks of the day at the seventh spot. I think I should be able to get it in there. Um, I don't know. I don't want to give it away to the people because I, I want it to myself and their lineup looks pretty good. It's one that's out. Well, Grant, uh, not our Grant here, but Grant 25, he already blew it up. He took Acuna. Uh, wow. the, what about the Braves against Hauser's just, he can strike some people out. But other than that, uh, the profile looks pretty bad for him today. It's in Milwaukee. The roof could be open if it's warm. Uh, I'm kind of liking the Braves quite a bit today. Yeah, I mean, I think absolutely, like, Freddie Freeman is just, like, he's one of my favorite guys to look at. Um, lefties in Milwaukee, too, is, like, a thing. Yeah. So, I mean, he was, like, one of the top guys, actually, on my list in the infielder spot. So, uh, I, I was on them. Um, I don't know if you, you seem like they were, like, your number one stack. I don't know if I'd say they were my number one or, like. On draft, they are, because you can usually yeah. get them. Acuna hasn't been going this early. So I've been getting Freeman, Acuna, and a couple other ones. And there we are. We have, everyone's taking all my Braves. So I start talking about them, and you guys screw me over. So I don't like that. Uh, I'm going to go back. I'm, I'm going to take Paxton here. I think this is about the area to take Paxton as the first pitcher off the board. And I think there's enough bats out there. They're not sexy names. Um, but I'm going to get some pretty good bats that I want later in the lineup here. Yeah. I, I mean, I think there are also some guys that are just, pro, like, projected points-wise, they're a little far further down that, like, we'll get to that. Like I'm really high on, I, I, I just don't want to say I'm right. I don't want to say one of the guy's names right now. Cause uh, then I'll get swiped and, and oh, I'll they did me dirty. Yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. So I, I learned from you and uh, I'm not going to do that. So I, I got to go with, uh, I'm up right now. Got to get my lefty Dodgers in. Someone already took uh, one of them. Yeah. Bell Bellinger against F1 today. That's uh. You know, if you're playing regular DFS, the Dodgers are currently one, two, three, four, five, sixth, seventh highest owned team. Uh, and uh, I don't, I don't care what Slate IQ says; they they're, they're going to have positive leverage in being one of the highest expectations scores on the slate. Yeah, um, I I just realized with my Dodgers stack, one of the guys I'm gonna I'm gonna say him now, but. Uh, cause I took two infielders cause Jock is an infielder. Um, so Josh Bell is someone who is way too low on this list for projected, but like Nicholas against lefties, just, he really struggles. I think Bell is someone who might get overlooked. He's someone I really like today, especially on this draft app. They have him projected a little lower. Um, so I think he's someone that you can snag that offers a ton of upside in that matchup. 
Yeah, if you pull up the plate IQ in Mikolas uh, this year versus righties, there's quite a bit of green. Lefties, 381 Woba, 217 ISO. Uh, lots of hard contact too, so I, I think that's a fine play today. And look at look at this, John. It's like we talk about somebody and they come in with a hammer and they screw us over. Listen, my guy floors Mark, nineteen eighty three. He's he's on it. He he knows. All right. Uh, let's see here. I took a uh, I I took an outfielder first. Uh, my my last time around with uh, who did I end up taking? Uh, I took a Schwarber. So you got a little bit of a a win game in Chicago. And there's two decent pitchers on the mound. So we only have a 10 total. Normally these win games are like 12, 13, something like that. But with Castillo and Hendricks, two reasonably good pitchers, the win, I mean, it's 86. The wind's blowing out 13 miles an hour to basically dead center today. This is going to be the, the other popular stack outside of cores. Which side of this game would you rather have offered? I think for me, it would be the, it's tough because I don't like picking on Castillo. I, I think it's the Reds, but the Reds are the popular choice. On draft, it'd be the Reds. Um, if I was talking about like any other site, it'd probably be the Cubs in a tournament. But I think the Reds on draft are the way I'd go. Um, just because I would rather pick on Hendricks a little more than Castillo, especially if I'm stacking, like taking two guys from an offense, I'd rather have Cincy. Yeah, they're both... Uh... I might be able to pull something off here, but now people are going to take the Reds off the board before they get to me. So I'll have to, have to see what happens there. Rizzo's still here too. I'm, I might just take Rizzo uh, if he's still sitting around. You got Senzel in the outfield too. Um, yeah, I mean, Jesse Winker's in the outfield too. I don't mind him today. Um, they, they have some good They have some good bats, you know. I, I definitely think uh, – the Reds are a really strong play, especially on draft where they're kind of lower. You oh, just got picked. Someone's hoping he sits today. That's in, that's interesting if you want to take that approach. I'd probably do that as my last pick, though. I'm going to take Rizzo here. I like that. Um, yeah, I, I stole the win game. It's it's tough because Castillo and Hendricks are both reasonably good pitchers. Castillo on the season, 57% ground balls. Uh, Hendricks 43%, right? So you gotta you gotta hit the ball in the air to take advantage of the win game. So maybe Castillo can get a little bit more ground balls than Hendricks. Uh, but that Vegas total, they really like the Cubs here in this game. So uh, I'll get some part of it, at least on draft. And in DFS though, based off the ownership, I want to ask you kind of this question. On because you're more of the play, you're up by the way, three to five yeah. to ten lineups type of guy, right? Yeah. So what are you doing today when you have ownership? I haven't seen ownership projected this high on the most owned team in the Rockies, I think, all season. It's a 10-game slate. This is one team. If you make teams that aren't Colorado or the Giants, you're just you're going to be doing something so different than everybody else tonight, at least on DraftKings, that I, I almost think I'm, I'm, I'm going to hand-make three tournament teams tonight and I, I definitely – one of them's not going to have a Colorado – I'm not going to have any five-man Colorado stack for sure. Um, and I might not even have the Giants. It's just their ownership is just almost too high, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the Giants guys, like Belt, po, um, Belt Posey, and Crawford, I think they're going to be three of the more high, highly owned plays on, on the entire slate today. Um, for me personally, I think if I'm playing in like a large field tournament – 
I'm just outright going to fade the game. People are going to see the score of this first game. I mean, what, 13 nothing? What is it? It's the sixth inning. Brandon Crawford is 44 DraftKings points right now. Yeah. People are going to see, <laughs> are gonna see that. Just, it's just going to – the ownership's going to go crazy uh, on them. And I, I think I'd rather take the Dodgers lefties, stack the Dodgers up. I think I'd rather take uh, the Red Sox today against Thornton. I mean – Devers is in a prime spot today. I love Rafael Devers a lot today. Uh, Mookie, JD, Bogarts has been on fire. Vasquez has been hot at the plate. I mean, it, they're they're a great stack option today because Thornton. I mean, he's shown that like he's given up home runs at times. He's had home run problems at times this year. Um, he's done well too at times this year. But I think he's one of those pitchers who you can stack against because he seems like highly volatile. Like he's either having a decent outing or he's getting hit hard. So I, I kind of like those options. And then even the Angels, like I, I don't think people are going to play the Angels today, especially if Trout's not in the lineup. But I, I like I like them um, even without Trout. They've just been hitting real well, and they've got a bunch of good bats. Otani, Upton, um, you know, even David Fletcher, um, guys like that, Justin Bohr, who have just been hitting the ball really well. Yeah, you're going to get a bullpen game from the Astros today. I believe I saw like a beat writer come out and say that, which. Yeah, so it's James is, is going to roll start yeah. and then Framber Valdez, the lefty, is going to come in. So, um, you know, Upton, you know, and Fletcher, I assume Fletcher is going to hit leadoff. So he might um, not get the platoon advantage the first at bat, but the second at bat he should. Yeah, you're going to get, uh, so Houston, if you go, if you're a premium member, uh, you can see the premium leaderboards from the bullpen. The one problem with the Astros bullpen game, you see, you, so you'll get those first two guys for maybe like three or four innings, but uh, Houston has the best XFIP in the league out of the bullpen at 3.54. So the Houston Houston bullpen game, definitely not as exciting as if I got uh, a Cincinnati or Detroit bullpen game. That would be like, a, you know, we'd just be salivating out there to play those guys. So I, I just wanted to point that out. Um, you mentioned Thornton and the Red Sox, right? So um which which Thornton's gonna throw show up today? He played at Boston um, about a month ago. Gave us 19 DraftKings points. He was at home against Boston a couple weeks ago and threw up negative 13 DraftKings points here. So what's the expectation? I think it's it's sort of the Jekyll Hyde. I think Boston. He's he's really good against the righties, and I think you can you can make a case to you know, there, there's a way for him to succeed, but I, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to go with what you're saying is that the JD Martinez, the Mookie Betts, these guys are good enough to get to Thor and they just, fa- they faced them. This is going to be the third time in, a, in less than a month they've seen them. I think that's an advantage for players on Boston. So uh, yeah, I, I like Boston. And when you look at their, their ownership, sure. It's the fourth highest, but it's a third of Rocky stacks today or something like that. It's just, it's minus. If you're not playing cores, you're just doing something completely different than everybody else. Yeah, and and you have to know that whatever you're doing is probably going to be, you know, the ownership's probably going to be in your favor. Like it's going to be lower owned, whatever you're really doing, other than cores. Yeah. Um, but like the Red Sox, I mean, Thornton's got hit hard from righties and lefties, but yes, he's had more success against righties, as you can see. Like his ISO numbers a lot lower to righties than it is to lefties. Um, but really the Red Sox righties are just really good bats. Like they're really good players. Bogarts, Betts. You're up here, by the way. I didn't want, don't want you to time out. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, 
I just think I just think they're in a really good spot today. And I, I I don't know if I don't know if they're going to be as high owned with this uh, cores lineup. Um, I want to talk about a couple of the chalkier, lower-owned pitchers today. And we've got like a tail of velocities here between these two guys. So we've got Joe Musgrove, whose velocities picked up over his past couple of starts. And we've got, uh, I forgot, who's uh, Junis, whose velocity decreased in his last start, uh, who's going to be very chalky today. So between the two cheapest pitchers, um maybe not so much on draft but sure we can talk about them on draft too who you got between those two how are you handling did you say junis and musgrove yeah because we've got some cheaper pitchers too i think as well if you want to really go down crazy isn't norris like 4k on dk yeah norris is also cheap yeah i mean uh, for me personally uh, I, I like musgrove like a little bit more i like that the velocity is going up i like uh, the matchups, both of them have like decent match matchups. I think the White Sox may be a little bit better, but St. Louis hasn't been like that amazing over the last month. Um, they've kind of really struggled at the plate. And uh, I, I think Musgrove is a better like real live pitcher than fantasy pitcher personally, uh, as, as cheese would say, I, I agree with them on that, but I still think he can give you like 15 to 20 points um in this matchup i i don't think he's one of those guys who's gonna ever be rolling out like 30 point fantasy games for his career but like i i think he's a guy who could easily give you consistently 15 to 20 fantasy points eventually and i think that's kind of starting to show with like the velocity tick up um that he's like a better real life pitcher than fantasy maybe just a little bit all right i've got a three dollar we're gonna do hitter only because i don't I mean, do we really want to debate between Norris and uh, Junis and Musgrove and all that? So I'm, I'm going to take that out of the situation, and we're just going to do hitter only. I got one for three bucks. Uh, I'm going to hit that right now. And Musgrove, at least on DK, he, he's the Kyle Schwarber of pitchers, right? Just no respect. He's been underpriced all season long. It's continued again today. He should be closer to a $7,000 pitcher than a, what is he, 5800 today? So that's just... Uh, I don't know. I think that's a pretty clear price mistake. So I think, I think Musgrove's currently one of my favorites. If you look at the bat, Matt doesn't have a single pitcher projected over 20 fantasy points. So they're all just kind of jumbled in there. So just take a couple of cheap guys, get all the bats you want and have fun tonight. John. Yeah. I mean, I, I like Musgrove too, but I think Norris is a, a pivot that I'm going to use at least on DK. Um, j- just because he's another guy where like, Yes, he's he can get shelled at times, but he also can give you 15 to 18 points. Um, and he's done it against the Indians before this season. The Indians have a bunch of left-handed bats. He's a lefty. Um, you know, a lot of their strong bats are from the left side. So it, it's it's something where, like, I don't think it's that crazy. He's 4,200. Like, that's really cheap. I, I think you could go there and pair him with – whoever you want and you could get like you could pair him with Musgrove if you wanted to and just oh, get all the bats like <laughs> I mean I don't know if you need to do that like I don't, I don't think that's necessary but like you you could get crazy with stuff like that so I, I think Norris isn't uh, that crazy of a call I think he's a pretty good pivot in GPPs especially if we get Musgrove at very high ownership today 
What about the high end? Because we have Paxton, who's probably the underpriced guy at 9,300. That's going to be the popular play. Um, you're not going to be on crunch time. So what are we, you know, of the, we've got Snell, Kershaw, Giolito, Castillo. I think they're all probably underpriced given their, are all overpriced given their situations today and some of the other pitchers that we have and the bats that we want to use. What, what are you swerving to if you're not using Paxton, who's, who's just the, the underpriced guy of all the high, high price guys? Well, yeah. I mean, if, if I'm pivoting, I mean, there's two guys that come to mind um, and it's Blake Snell and it's Giolito. Here's the thing with Blake Snell is he's, you know, struggled at times during the season, but he still has a 17.9% swing strike rate. Um, yes, the Yankees have a ton of power bats, right-handed power bats, but I, I think it's just something where people are going to stay away from him going up against the Yankees. And so I think you can attack that with lower ownership. And then, I mean, Giolito is another guy. He's got a 30% K rate and a 14.9% swing strike rate. I mean, those two guys could end up being the two highest scoring pitchers on this slate today, they could outscore Paxton, I think, easily. And I don't think people see it that way. I think people see uh, Paxton having a plus matchup just because Tampa Bay struggles a little more with lefties. But, like, if you look at the overall numbers, Giolito and Blake Snell are right with Paxton, if not a little higher, in both swing strike rate and K rate. So, I mean, I don't think it's out of the question that either of those two guys come out and pitch a good game today. As I have it right now, it's Giolito and Snell. From a safety perspective, Giolito would be one. Snell would be the crazy tournament pivot um, for me because I think he comes in lower on than Giolito and Paxson. Yeah, I like both of those. Um, let's. What about Kershaw against the Phillies? So he's not someone I'm. I'm not really looking to use too much today. And you say you prefer the other ones here. If anything, I, I, I mean, I don't even hate the Phillies against Kershaw. It's uh, it's reasonably good weather in Philadelphia today. It's 82. The wind's blowing across the field, so it's not much. Um, and I know we like the Dodgers, but do you have any interest? I think I would have more interest if Kershaw was going to be owned, and I don't really think he's going to be too highly owned, although we have him on DraftKings at 21%. I think that's probably a little bit too high. I'm, I'm not expecting that to, to, to come really anywhere close to that. Um, but the Philly bats against Kershaw, I mean, they're going to be super low owned. I'm pulling up slate IQ. Let me see here. Philadelphia is currently projected to be the lowest owned offense on the slate. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I agree with that ownership. I do not agree that Kershaw is going to be 21% on DK. I just don't see it. I see Giolito, Honestly, I think Snell might come in at around the same ownership as Kershaw. Maybe a little, you know, maybe a little lower, but like right around. I don't think their ownerships are going to be too crazy off. Um, I think people are going to pivot to Giolito off of Paxton. Though, I, I don't know, but I think a Kurt, like stacking against Kershaw is actually really sharp in large field GPPs. Um, you know, the, the problem with taking a ton of bats against them, like a five-man stack, is that, you know, the hard contact is, is up at 42%. He gives up, you know, less fly balls, 27% to righties. Um, the ISO number's not too high. But you've got a bunch of power bats in Hoskins, Real Muto. I could see a mini stack, um, even throwing in a Harper or Bruce. So, I mean, I, 
I, I think it's sneaky. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, Kershaw's been a good real-life pitcher, not amazing for fantasy this year. Um, a high price tag in Philadelphia. I think that ownership cut it in half, uh, Jamino, if you're watching. And I think you're getting a little closer to the Kershaw ownership out there tonight. Um, so I, I want to I pat myself on the back for getting, like, the best stack that's possible on draft today. And nobody's owning them because their projections are so low. So I've, I've already got Lindor and Santana. I'm going to, I'm going to give away some special sauce here, guys, if you're playing, but you're getting, I'm going to get access because they're just so underpriced to a team with a 6.3 run total, which is by far like the highest uh, of the slate. You get Boston who's high, but they all go super early. Um, so I'm stacking up Cleveland and I'm not really going to have any competition for it, John. Yeah, you're taking you're taking Cleveland. Is that your stack? Is that what you said? Yeah, they're they're all too low projected on draft today. So you can just get exposure to the Indians uh, against Norris for and and have no competition. Someone just took Luplo, right? Because they they heard me yeah. talking about it. Um, but let me see if someone take. I'll take Oscar. So I've got Lindor, Santana. I've got the top three of the the Indians already here. Yeah, and I mean we still see like some of these Reds guys are still here um some cubs i mean those that's you know a pretty good game you could get a cubs or a red stack going easily um if you if you don't like snell and you like some of the right-handed power bats for the yankees i mean sanchez and mate you are still here i i mean those two guys are are pretty good hitters i mean i i think you could stack those guys up too if you wanted so i think there's there's a it's really interesting today there's a bunch of ways to go um on draft, but I, I really do like the, I, I wish I could get a little more Freeman, um, you know, just Freeman, Yelich and M- Miller Park, those lefties. Um, I, I really like that in the LA in the Dodgers lefties today. Those, those are like some of my favorite spots along with uh, Josh Bell, who I, who I got this draft, which I'm happy about. So. There you go. No, nobody sniped, uh, sniped you on that one. Uh, yeah. Couldn't get the full Cleveland stack unless I really want, unless I want to go to the Bobby Bradleys of the world. And uh, I think uh, that's more for MMEing and DFS than uh, a draft type of game. But yeah, I'm happy with my little three-man Cleveland stack to start it out. Um, what else is there to, to really hit on here? We talked about some pitching. We talked about the bats. Draft is just really strange on cores. I guess I can ask you, uh, in your limited entries you're making today, what, are you going to have a Rocky stack who's just going to be enormously owned? How, how does someone like you handle it? Yeah, so, I mean, in one of my entries, I'm actually in, like, a 25-man. So it's a little different. I'm going to have to have, as much as I want to be super contrarian, mm-hmm. and that's always how I go, with these 25 mans, it's more of like a, a semi cash. Because you're one off, beat the other person's one off. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to have, I'm going to have more cores exposure in that lineup. But in the three large field GPP entries I will have, I will probably have a one off from each, um, for each entry, I'll have a one off from um, that game. And that's probably it, or a mini stack of two players. Uh, that's how I kind of do it personally. I take like my favorite one or two bats and I'll throw them in a lineup if it's something like cores. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll probably have one, one of those three lineups that maybe is just have, has nobody in it. Um, and it's just straight fade it, but that's just how I play. And if, if you're throwing in 15 bucks 
uh, for, you know, three entries, $15 entries into a tournament with 50,000 entries into it, 100,000 entries. Like, like the Minimax has 70,000 entries and the $10 yeah. NDK has like 25 or something like that. Exactly. If you're playing those tournaments, I mean, these, the cores is still going to be 30% owned both sides. Like it, you have to at least like try and fade the stack. Like you have to, it, if you ever want to win, like, in all in, in almost all of the GPPs that I've won, I've faded most of the chalk. Like you still play some of the chalk, you know, one off a mini stack, but I faded most of the chalk in most of my GPP wins and won with that thinking. So I I mean that's just how I play personally, and I get it if you're not that type of player. But if you're not that type of player, you probably shouldn't play in those games, is the point. Yeah, I make I'm gonna hand make three teams. I I I kind of like you. I think max I'll have is two hitters from that game. Maybe like max one per team. I just, the, the stack ownership tonight from the course late, at least on DraftKings, is going to be enormous. So um, I, I will be fading on my three teams stacks from that game. It's just the, uh, the, the mass starts to play in when the ownership gets a little bit too high. I was pissed. Someone took uh, Altuve, who's another guy who's just way too low. Um, I'll take a, uh, I'll take smoke against Porcello. That sounds like a home run waiting to happen tonight. I, I also like uh, BRK Nets 23. He took Biggio with his last pick. I think that's yep. a, a sneaky play against uh, Porcello. I saw some hot I saw some hot takes that uh, on, on, on the Twitter machine today that people prefer Kashner over Porcello for the rest of the season. Wow. I don't even know if it's that hot takey. I mean <laughs> – as a Red Sox fan, I don't like hearing that, but I <laughs> get it. <laughs> These le- the lefty numbers for Pozzello this year are – they're not the the absolute worst I've seen in plate IQ, but it's, there's a lot of red. So it's a 366 Woba, a 202 ISO, um, everything. No strikeouts, lots of walks, not a lot of ground balls, lots of hard contact, and lots of fly balls. What more could you want for bats I mean, we didn't even talk about the Toronto stack that much, but I mean, like, I think the Boston Red Sox game, it, you could game stack that. I, I honestly think uh, uh, people are going to probably play Porcillo today just because there's not many pitching options and because of name value, um, you know, they know who he is. But, like, it, I think it's a better idea. I'm not playing him, and I think it's a better idea to stack against him than I would play him. Porcello is 6,300 on DraftKings, currently projected as the second highest owned pitcher on DraftKings. I don't know if it gets that high, but that price tag is so appealing. And you have Toronto. uh, Let me find the, I I would almost imagine their positive leverage. Um, Yes, they are the second or third highest positive leverage percent team on the entire slate. Because if that many people are going to use Porcello, I don't think it's going to be that many. But I think a lot of people are going to end up using Porcello. Um, if Toronto is going to be the fourth or fifth lowest owned stack because of that, that sounds like a really good spot to jump ahead of a lot of other users today. Yeah, I, I think I think that might be uh, that might be one of those like really sneaky under owned stacks where you're getting leverage too because the pitcher is going to be really high high owned and uh, I, I like it. Uh, that is a so this was updated very earlier in the morning on Slate IQ. I will put an asterisk by this as as ownership refreshes, Jamino will probably push one out sometime soon. And then, of course, like 6.15, it's sort of locked in there. Check then. And if it all still looks good, right, then you deploy the Toronto stack. But I, I think Porcello probably come down a little bit. 
Toronto bats will increase, I would probably still expect them to be positive leverage by the time it's all said and done today. Um, let's see your team you put together here, John. What would, would you, that's you. So you got Devers, Bell, Peterson, Sanchez, LeMay, who couldn't really get a stack at your spot today. Um, yeah. Talk, talk a little bit about, you talked up Snell a little bit, but here you have a couple of Yankees. This is, this is the way to play MLB DFS, right? Like you can take both, you can take both sides of this game tonight and I don't think you're on the wrong side. Well, here's the thing too, is it's not like I'm taking a full stack against Snell. Like I'm not taking five guys against them. You know, I took the two best right now. I would say the two best right-handed bats for the Yankees. Um, and you know, I'm just hoping I can get like home runs from them. It, it, it's one of those things where they were my last two picks. Um, Sanchez has a pretty good, what do you call it? BVP. I, so, someone's telling me smoke is BVP too. I have not looked at BVP at once this year. I only notice it once people start talking about it. Well, I think like Sanchez is like either th- has three or four home runs and like 11 career at bats or something like that. So it, it it's something good though, where he's hit a bunch of home runs and he's probably struck out the other like seven or eight times, but you know, it, that's what we're looking for here is, you know, we're looking for home runs and I feel like my whole team, seven, seven, 17 at bats, four home runs, 10 strikeouts. So you were pretty close. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That sounds about right. And you know what, if I'm on Snell and Sanchez today, I hope he strikes out three times and I hope he hits one home run. Yeah, two home runs. So Snell strikes out everyone else. Sanchez double dongs. Snell goes like six innings with 10 Ks and you're, you look like a genius at the end of the night. That's it. You know, that's it. But honestly though, when you're looking at pitchers, you just, you have to look at the upside of a pitcher and leverage when there's going to be one pitcher in Paxson, who I believe will be the highest higher, higher dollar pitcher on most sites and you've got Snell whose skill set wise is probably better than Paxton and he's going to come in at five to ten percent um let's do one more so we got we're out at 450 today so we got plenty of time we can make another one of these what do you like do you want a pitcher do you want a hitter do you want to talk promos do you want let's look at the draft lobby first here because let's talk about some of the cool things going on in the draft lobby for everybody yeah let's talk about the Britt, we got to talk about the draft kit. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, we got the draft kit. It's $39.99. So, if you want to play the best balls, I've been, I have completed 142 of them. I have one currently going now. So, I'll have 143 best balls. Soccer Dave, dude, hit me up to contribute to the best ball, uh, the best ball uh, thing next time, man. What are you doing here? I'm like the most addicted player on, uh, on Roto Grinders here. Yeah, I was confused by that. I'm in there, though. If you, you know, if you get the draft kit, you can see, you know, I got rankings on there. I think it's, you know, five or six of us or something like that. And we've got rankings on there. And we've got expert survey questions we're answering. And uh, yeah, so check it out. I mean, it's a great promo they're doing, giving you back $25 entry to uh, the best ball championship. Yeah, so up front's $39.99, but on the back end, we kick you back a $25 entry into draft into the best ball championship. And it's really, it's still early, right? There might be some value in this best ball, the $25 best ball championship by the time it all comes around. The $5 is cruising. That thing's going to fill no problem well before the season starts. I, I don't know if there's going to be any, a little bit of overlay, but if you're a guy who likes to get some value, along with some overlay and draft NFL. This sounds great, right? You get the best ball kit for $39.99. You do your research. You get the free ticket. 
maybe you, you get some value on it on the back end too. It's it's almost like a it's almost like a free free deal by the time you're done. Yeah, and the best part of it is you get my rankings. There you, there you go. So if you want John's rankings, he's got the nice little plug in there. You probably don't want my rankings. They're all that you, you won't agree with anything on there probably. Yeah, Outside you, of like you know Barkley and Elliot. Yeah, you could check that out. I think I saw. Um, there's all sorts of golf stuff up for this week. There's a golf best ball. So if you like golf and you like best ball, I don't play golf, but I love best ball. So if those two worlds collide for you, you can play that on there. Just a lot going on in the draft lobby. So make sure to check uh, out. All right. the I like, uh, I like T Kobe three in chats saying you need help. <laughs> there's a guy who's done. So I started a dynasty league. There's you know, guys in it. He's done over a thousand best balls already on draft. I thought I had a problem at 143. That guy has the problem. Not me. So I'm just, I'm just having fun when I'm in the bathroom. So like this guy's just completely addicted to him. But anyway, um, let's that's do a real it. issue. Yeah, that's definitely a, <laughs> real, a issue. real issue, man. Let's do uh, I like hitter only. I think it's more fun, right? Let's do hitter only. I, I think that's the way to go. No one wants crappy pitchers. All right. So we're going to up the, we're going to be up the stakes to $5 boys on this do one. It. So let's uh, let's jump into this one. They don't know because by the time the delay hits them, they're just clicking furiously anyway. But uh, here we go. We'll do hitter only for five bucks, and I'm gonna imagine I don't get all the Cleveland guys I had earlier. Yeah, you think because you talked them up, you're not gonna get them this time around? I was hoping I could get like a five man stack of it the last time, but I, I I was not able to. Only three. Let's see here. All right, we got any. Oh, you got the one spot. All right, well, this is good. I've been at the back of the draft for the first couple of them, so I'm in the middle here. You moved up to number one. So, uh, what's to, you can have your pick of any singular hitter or to theoretically try to start off any singular stack you want tonight. What do you got? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I need more Boston exposure just because I've been, I've been pretty high talking them up, and uh, it's tough for me because. I, I want to go Devers. I think he's the top bat tonight, honestly, for the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think then it would go like JD and Mookie. They're way so, down the list there, but you, you just told people what you wanted. So yeah, I mean, do it's, it. It's, I'm still gonna probably do it, and if I have to take uh, Benintendi or something like that, you know, like another lefty, I'll I'll, I'll be fine with I that. I bet you can get three Boston. I'm gonna tell you, you can get three Boston. I bet you can get three Boston bats, no problem. Yeah. I mean, listen, for like for DK and FanDuel and stuff, I think like you play Jackie Bradley too in your stacks. Like you take the lefties uh, for sure against Thornton. Um, I'm definitely not leaving Bradley out of my stacks today, but for draft, he's not going to be, he's not going to be. Devers number one. I can guarantee you, you'll be the only person with Devers at 1.1 that's drafted on draft today. Oh, well, I just noticed that my girlfriend is actually picking in spot two. She must oh. be watching the show right now. That's her. Does she watch the shows? I just, apparently she's watching the show right now or yeah. playing my, apparently. My fiance watches the show. So when I do crunch time, she gets mad that she can't watch it. So I got, I got to hook her up with a roto. I got to get hook her up with a roto grinders account. <laughs> That's so funny. You said that. Cause she's like, why can't I watch all, why can't I watch all your shows? And I go, do you watch my shows? And she's like, no, I can't. Cause I'm on crunch time most of the time. But so she's on it right now. And, she must be following you because she got the uh, she got the draft hit and she's playing the five dollar game and she listened and she's gonna try and stack Boston and 
take she's my fight, she's gonna fight you the whole way and i'll give you the say i like this competitive in the in the household right that's how it goes it's how it goes mine just wants to watch to see what kind of crap the the chat and i end up talking about disney so she that's why she she likes to watch so yeah, uh, yeah. i'm gonna go i'm But we're losing Brit now. Well, all right. So let's see here. Brit's pick. Hopefully, he gets that in. Uh, he's about to get auto pick four. Yep, he's about to get auto pick four. So he got Yelich though. That's that's pretty good pick, I would say, for pick five. Um, here we go. Freeman got taken. So one thing that I think most people are kind of catching on to is the fact that Atlanta is going to be super sneaky and you can start to see like those guys coming, coming off the board. But I think, you know, as a play in DFS, I think they'll also be very under the radar as like a stack option today. So that that's just like another team really though. It's, it's all about just trying to figure out like off of cores, you know, most of those teams are going to be chalk, uh, not chalky. So it's just finding out in large field GBPs, you know, who you like the best and then really just stacking those guys from there and not worrying too much about ownership. Um, but I would definitely rank Atlanta up there um, three or, you know, top three or four stacks. So uh, other than that, though, we just saw Schwarber go, Baez, Rizzo. So people – some uh cub stacks going now um i i I wasn't i'm not as big of a fan of stacking against castillo um he's just a guy who i i I really love like he still has tons of strikeout upside i get the win game um but i'm just not on it i'm not on stacking against him today i might be wrong these cub uh these win games have failed a lot this year and that's something that i think you know, if you haven't noticed that this year, that these games have been really like failing from a a fantasy perspective when people have been all over it, like they really have, like, I remember, you know, this was, you know, maybe a month ago, but I remember like three or four games straight, everyone stacked the Cubs game because it was a win game and it just, it didn't work out at net none of the three or four days in a row. So, I mean, I, I think that's something I'm not, I'm not putting it too high up on my list. And I think stacking against Castillo, you know, at least doing it, like taking guys in the first round is just something I'm not about today. Um, I get doing it in like, you know, DraftKings or FanDuel because th- that's going to be low owned because not many people are going to want to stack against Castillo. Much people I think will rather stack against Hendricks, but yeah. Oh. We we got him back. I'm back. He's back. He's so. Uh, did you get auto pick for? Yeah, I think so. I don't know why my internet must have gone out for a second. I mean, you got Yelich, so I I think you'll be okay. But is my screen share still working for you, Devin? No, it's not. All right. So, well, I'm going to get my screen share back going for everybody in a second. Here. Hey, hey uh, <laughs> this is fun. Like, uh, Jackie Bradley just got picked. Listen, you talk him up and that's what happens. No, it was from the GF. 
Oh, <laughs> she's she, right. So you put her on the right team, just the wrong players. Oh man, no, she definitely did that just because I said I won't do it. That's that's what happened. So let's see here, or maybe because there's no more Red Sox, that might have been the last Red Sox guy that was actually like viable. That's definitely what it was. Let's see if we can get the screen share running back up for everybody. We're going to attempt it. <clears throat> if you hear me, Devin, uh, let me know when you have that running back up for everybody. All right. So we got, got it back up just in time for my pick here, too, by the way, which is great. Uh, so who did I get auto pick? I got Yelich and Brian so far. I yeah, could have done know. worse for me. No, yeah. I'm surprised Yelich. I'm surprised Yelich went to five. Well, it's lefty lefty. People are scared. Freed, Freed, uh, Freed's been decent versus lefties this season, but he's just he's he's really starting to go downhill. And they're going to start limiting his innings anyway. I think there's just with they're going to have playoff aspirations. He's he's being bad. I, I think they're going to end up limiting him, possibly even starting today at some point. But. Um, yeah, I'm not. Really, I mean, I'm not concerned. Look at his numbers though against lefties, he's got a 3.27 ISO, a 4.09 WOBA. Um, Yelich numbers look very hard hit rate. Like, hey, I'm not worried about him. Yelich in in Milwaukee, I'm not worried about lefty lefty at all. Let's see. Where's your team? Let me see what you were up to in this one. So you got your you got your Boston, and then your uh, your girlfriend your quotation marks girlfriend stole the other picks from you and then josh bell and talk, talk to me on alvarez uh because the astros are in a their uh team total isn't normally as high as we've seen in recent starts today so i guess let's talk about them what's your thoughts on them against canada well my thoughts are that i I'm, it's probably a team that i'm not gonna full stack but i do like picking off some guys canning does have you know pretty high isos he's got a 48 percent fly ball rate um, you know, he gives up 239 ISO to lefties, uh, really almost similar to righties too. Uh, so, I mean, this guy gives up some hard hits, uh, and you know, Alvarez is just, the guy's just, he's on fire from the plate. I mean, 400 ISO versus righties. I mean, it's only 67 plate appearances, but that's enough for me to be like, okay, this guy, if you watch him hit, he's he's driving these balls out like it, it it just looks it looks so easy and it's just it launches right off the bat it's it's unreal watching them play this internet issue so happy prime day everybody so i just bought myself a new router on prime day so that's hopefully uh it's been good i i hate when your router it's like four years old right you gotta re, you know the old adage reset the router all the time right it's annoying i've been having to do that so amazon prime congrats you just got my hundred bucks amazon prime yeah, it's yeah. I, I hate that. It's worth it though. You gotta, you gotta do it. You do any shopping for Prime Day? I, you know, I, I didn't. Um, I, I just like, I just moved into like a new house like eight, nine months ago or something like that. So I, when I did that, I got, I got everything. So I really, I, I'm trying not to spend money on things I don't need, mm-hmm. <laughs> like just to spend it. But you know. Here's the thing about the ro- the router, business expense. Yeah. <laughs> so it uh, doesn't end up costing me too much at the end. All right, let's see here. 
I got Yelich, Bryant, and Jose Ramirez. So I like that. You know, I got Yelich. Whatever. Give me some Moustakas. There you go. <laughs> and then maybe I can pick up a, a Braun or a Kane. They might have already gone, but there's so many good bats. I'll get somebody else. Maybe a Grandall. Grandall's hit lefties a lot better this year. Um, he's not. He's not that bad either. Did Braun? Somebody took Braun already, right? Yeah, I think Braun won. Yeah, who did that? The football? Where is he? I'm going to give him the poop emoji. This is what you do when you're mad at somebody. <laughs> Let's phone. Let's go to the poop emoji. Oh, it's got to be on his pick. Where is it? Did he already go? There we go. Poop emoji. There you go. So, J. J Rube, uh, you, you got the poop emoji. Sorry, buddy. Let's that's, see. Here. That's a key. I think I'm going with. I think we talked about uh, Toronto a little bit. I think I'm taking some some blue. Like you know, I was eyeing smoke as my last pick. So yeah, I got a little Biggio smoke combo there. I think I think that was it. You can um, those man. You could get three Blue Jays really cheap on on draft. You could just wait and stack that up real easily. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, but what are you gonna you gonna take? I like Smoke Smokeman Biggio is a really good one too. Uh, I like them. You look at kind of what's left. I think that pretty good picks there, John. Yeah, I mean, I, do you like Sogard at all? Like. It, I mean, nerd. I'm never going to say no to nerd power. Yeah, I mean, and Guriel too. I mean, I know he's not he's not a lefty, but he's just been he's just been awesome from the plate as well. I mean, like another guy who just been crushing the ball lately. I mean, he's someone who I could see taking with my last pick. He's he's down there. One of my three. I've I. This is sealed. One of my three handmade teams today is going to be a Toronto stack. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I, I I think I'm I'm kind of moving myself on to either making a Boston and a Toronto stack or making a full game stack. And what, like, you know, I I think that game is is going to be a game that gets overlooked. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Um, real quick, guys, uh, I want to talk to you on the uh, the badge promo. We've got some shout outs to some people who have signed up for our badge promo. There's a uh, link, Devin, if you have it, put it up for people. But if you put your badge on on FanDuel or DraftKings for us and you happen to win a tournament, I get a, well, not even just win. I think it's like a top 10 in a reasonable one. I'm going to take, a, I guess I'll take Grandel. I'll just hope for the best here. Uh, and you get like a top 10 in a, in a major tournament. Uh, you will be able to get a month worth of Roto Grinders premium for free. I actually have the link right here. So I will drop it for you guys. If you are interested, uh, easy way for you guys to get a free month of premium. If you like to play GPPs and you happen to hit something, I uh, should be able to get that too. So uh, we got Riley, uh, G. Rube, really closing it out there. He's He is the guy uh, I was talking about that has the draft problem, by the way. So he's following me and he's stalking me on draft and now he's doing all these shows. So he, he loves doing them. He's got to be one of their, their better customers. Him and Grant, just uh, addicted okay. to draft. Yeah, Grant fires him in there too. I well, I, I know he does it for like football and basketball. I don't know as if he does as much for baseball. He was tell, he was telling me this one day, but like he does a ton. This whole internet, my whole uh, my whole second monitor is all whacked up right now. From it threw you all off, you know, being frozen. I've had uh, you know, I always like to joke with the other hosts when they have internet problems because I I've basically never had them. So uh, I'm feeling feeling a little down right now, John. <laughs> 
I yeah, it's, it's never fun to have internet problems. Hey, what did you do? What did you do? On, what did you do while I was gone? Because the worst thing is when the the other guy drops off and you just got to mumble along for five minutes. You know, I don't know. I rambled on about probably things we haven't <laughs> talked about for like five minutes, but you know, I didn't know what else to do, so I just started talking about like whoever was being picked or some something that you know I just wanted to make sure we hit on. But yeah, I apologize for the the five minute ramble you guys had to listen to. Uh, I'm going to play a dream team here. These are great to play if you, if you don't have the 10 minutes it takes to do a draft or even the two minutes it takes to do a draft. You can just play, uh, basically pick whoever you want and enter a tournament against other people. So I've got one in here. This is a 56-person tournament, John. How would you go about being different on these? These are always – you can really apply game theory because there's no salary cap. And uh, a lot of the – if cores was in here, almost everything would be a core stack tonight. But without cores, I think the ownership's going to get spread around. I think it. So I've never, I've never done a, I've never done one of these drafts. Yeah, these are great. So the, there's no salary, there's no snake draft. You just pick whoever you want, and you're playing the other 56 teams trying to beat them. And you're still picking five guys. Yeah, two infielders, two outfielders, and a pitcher. Wow, um, that's really interesting. I, I think we talked about some of the stacks you can get you know, really at the bottom, like you talked about the Indians, we talked about the, the Toronto. I mean, I, I think I'd be looking to stack s- something like that. Some, and then picking off, you know, a, a, at least the first two picks, the two best hitters I could. And, and just from there kind of going for pitchers, just a mess though today. Uh, that's, that's where you have the issue right there. Cause if you're not getting one of like Paxton Giolito, um, you know, Snell, Kershaw, like those four guys, like after that, that's tough. So I've put in, uh, I took smoke. He's kind of like my one-off that <clears throat> I will literally be the only person in this, right? You have the pick of any two infielders you want, right? Nobody's going to take Justin smoke. So I, I have taken Justin smoke. I like him to hit a home run tonight. <clears throat> so I popped him in there. I've got, I mentioned, I like Atlanta a little bit. So I took Freeman and Acuna. Give me an out. Give me like one of your favorite outfielders of the night. Favorite outfielders? Yeah. Um, I think favorite outfielders. I I would probably say JD. Yeah, I like JD to hit a home run. He's down here too. So unless someone's stacking up Boston, they're really not going to land on it too. So it's really interesting. Without there's no Trout, there's no cores, right? Like uh, it's pretty weird to do uh, do the drafts tonight. So I'm going to take JD. And then at pitching, you know, we could take anybody we want. There's no, no cap, no draft or anything like that. I still, I'm, I'm different enough with smoke. I'm different enough. I think with JD and my Atlanta stack, I think I'm just going to take Paxton and, and go for it. Yeah. I mean, uh, we, I also talked about Josh Bell and I'm sure that you could get another Pittsburgh bat or two down the list too. So that's just another uh, really cheap stack where if you can get Bell, I think that's actually really interesting. If you can get another lefty or two, even if it's a Moran or a Dickerson um, in that stack with Bell, Nicholas is just really bad against left lefties. And I don't think people are going to stack against them, to be honest. I took a Bell. I put Bell in over smoke. I like your Josh Bell. I'll let you have a little part. This is, I mean, it's a buck I'm playing for here on this, but it's always fun. These are like super things. So you just scroll down in the lobby a little, John, and you'll see them. They're called dream teams. If you don't want to, do the snake draft. If you don't have five minutes and you just have a minute, you can just basically jump in a tournament on draft. So it's, it's fun to do that. So what are you laughing at over there? 
Who's laughing? Me? You? I see you smirking. I'm laughing over here. My, my guy, my, my guy Floors is in chat right now. Just tell me, tell me how great I did while you were frozen. Oh, my, my chat oh. is. I don't know. My this my chat is one of the things I can't get to come back up on my computer right now. So. Leritans tell me to, you know, tell them Devo to give me some credentials here. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, okay. And I must not have, and the ramble must have been okay then, I guess. You got to run the promos down at the end of the show to close it out. Yeah, no. no. Uh, all right, that'll be me. <laughs> you got that. You, you got that. All right, so guys, don't forget on draft. Uh, if you never played, why are you watching the show and you haven't played? But if you haven't, you can download it from your app store. You can use promo code grinders. It gets you three free bucks to kind of test it out. If you like playing best balls for NFL, their lobby is loaded with them, either sort of like the cash games or if you want to play in the championship, we have our NFL best ball kit. It is $39.99, but the sweetener is we give you a $25 ticket into the best ball championship that has a million dollar first prize. So you spend the 40 up front, you read it, you get all the advice, you go try your hand at the $25 championship, and uh, maybe you can turn that into a million bucks. Um, maybe even, a, I don't know, it's early. I don't want to talk about overlaying it, but there's a lot of people in this, and they'll give you some good strategies in the best ball guide uh, to do that. Um, the single entry series on FanDuel, if you're interested in that, uh, it's at the $1 price point and the $50 price point this week. So a, uh, if you have a low bankroll, and you don't like spending a lot in DFS, you can get into that for the dollar uh, price point tonight. The Sharp Side Street Contest, go swipe and lock in your bets on that. Pick something good. Uh, pick the over and course based off this first game tonight. So, so if, you, if you can get the, the over on the second game, uh, go lock that in. And just have fun. Uh, another show coming on after this one with Dean. We've got crunch time coming up. There's not really a lot of weather uh, I think we've got to be concerned about. I think this, the uh, – what is it, the St. Louis game or the Pittsburgh game? One of one of those. That is the yeah. – Yeah, I think that's only uh, – and it was – Roth only put it as, like, yellow. Yeah, it was yellow. So um, I think that's the one you got to pay attention to. So if you're we're concerned about weather, check crunch time on that later. I'll have my new router coming in a couple of days with Prime. Uh, have fun shopping out there. And I guess that's going to do it for the show, John. Any final thoughts? Yeah, no, it was it was a fun show, even though you froze out for five minutes. Uh, but it was it was still it was still a good time. It gave me that extra five minutes that I was talking about, you know, to catch up to you. So there you go. You're gonna be uh, you're gonna be hosting soon and having to do all the talking while uh, being. I had to host on Sunday for crunch time. If you if you watched, it was it was definitely way more work than uh, I thought it was. So yeah, <laughs> it's 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 easy once you figure out all the hosting duties. But anyway, we're rambling on here. We gotta go. They gotta get ready for the next show. Uh, thanks to all you for watching. Thanks to Draft for sponsoring the show. For John, I'm Britt, uh, and we out you. This is Dave Potts with Roto Grinders. Uh, I wanted to give you a quick walkthrough of my lineup from Tuesday night that won the uh, relay throw on DraftKings and just kind of briefly talk through the tools that I used on the site um, to help making those lineups. Um, if you're familiar with my article, uh, The Million Dollar Musings, that sort of gives you the, the backdrop of how I do my research um, as far as mostly looking through plate IQ to find, um, just go through the matchups each day, make my list of top plays at every position and things that I like. Um, 
But in those bigger tournaments where I'm multi-entering, uh, I've been using Lineup HQ's Lineup Builder to get me more lineups than I can build by hand. In the past, I've been uh, someone who did everything by hand, and I do about 15 or 20 lineups. Um, anything that's going to be in a single entry or a three-max entry tournament is going to be done by hand. But when I get into multi-entry, um, especially if I'm trying to do a, you know, a whole bunch of versions of a stack, I'm, I'm going to use the lineup builder. So I'm going to show you um, what I did on that night with the uh, Padres stacks uh, that helped me take down that tournament. So if we go to results DB, you can look back at any contest you want and see ownership levels. Um, and this was the relay throw. And um, right here up top, this is the lineup that won for me. Uh, you'll see I uh, paid all the way up for Max Scherzer and all the way down for Nestor Cortez. Um, there was sort of a high end and a low end of pitchers and then a mid tier. And uh, this lineup went uh, went high low. Yeah, so... There's, there's a couple ways you can go, and I don't think you're crazy for going in several different ways. Um, personally, I think you get, I think you can get up to Max Scherzer and punt, punt some bats um, because we've got, with these hitting conditions, some of the punts are just more interesting. The, the really cheap stuff, I think, is going to be very chalky in tournaments, and I like it. I like Cortez, and I'm even fine with Jesse Chavez. Um, and then a five-band Padres stack with uh, power one-offs in Vogelbach and La Stella, and then a cheap Kyle Garlic, who was there just to make the salary fit. On FanDuel, the Padres are just way too cheap. Uh, Reyes and Renfro, I think you can play in cash games, and I think they're going to be really chalky in tournaments on FanDuel as opposed to DraftKings, um, but I even like them there. What I want to point out about this lineup is for this tournament, I was the highest on that uh, Padres stack of everything that day, and the one thing I want to make sure of is that I just got simply way ahead of the field on the Padres. It's not that they were sneaky, but um, when you get to a 15-game slate, I just am not as concerned with ownership as I am on a smaller slate, as much as I'm concerned with making sure that I am ahead of the field on whatever I like the most. Um, so I'm not going to worry about getting off of a stack that I like because it's popular, but I don't want to just simply match the field on it. Um, so if we click to my ownership, um, just look at my lineups. I believe I had something like 80 lineups. And if we start just looking at the hitters, um, you'll see that my five highest owned uh, bats were all these Padres. What's interesting is my highest owned, and I think everyone's highest owned Padre, was Fran Miel Reyes. And he's the guy that didn't do anything that night. He got robbed of a home run, um, but he only ended up with three points. But having those multiple varieties of Padres stacks allowed me to have um, Manny Margot in that winning lineup. And he's the guy that wasn't in my, you know, my first build of a Padres stack did not have Margot. Um, and that's why I want to make sure I had multiple versions of that stack so I could pair him with the guy that I did like the most other than Reyes was Mejia, um, who had a big night. And then if we go look at my um, pitcher ownerships for that night, wait, wait for it. There it is. Um, what you'll notice is um, I X'd out most of the pitcher pool, all these zero percents. Um, I did not want any of those guys. I was focusing on the, the two expensive guys, Scherzer and Cole, the two cheap guys, Cortez and Chavez. And then mid-tier, I, I was on Jack Flaherty, who had a bad night. Um, but he had four great innings and then one bad inning, which uh, kind of ruined it all. Um, but I knew I didn't want to be just all in on, on someone like Flaherty. So I mixed in the other mid-tier guys a little bit along with him. 
Um, but the lineups that do, did the best that night were the Scherzer with one of the cheap guys who both came through. Um, so the reason I use lineup HQ for multi-entry stacks is to get me all these different combos of these pitchers that I like. Um, I can get to, like I say, I can do about 20 by hand where I'll figure out, okay, let me make sure I have five with Jack Flaherty and five with Scherzer. Um, but to get all the right combos of the different versions of the stack, um, I just set in these percentages, um, mostly by Xing out a bunch of pitchers and then uh, doing the same at the positions um, where just getting rid of some of the players that I know I didn't like. Um, like, so all these first basemen down here were just X'd off my list. Um, so I didn't want to try to play everybody. Um, and that allowed me to make sure I had a focus on Padres stacks with all these different pitchers. And um, as it worked out that night, one of them hit. And um, that's what we're trying to do in these big tournaments. It's really kind of first place or bust. Um, so the key there is get ahead of the field on your stack and then focus on the players outside your stack. These guys like Vogelbach and Lestella were kind of the difference makers as really low owned plays with home run upside. So the players who are not in my stack that don't have home run upside and are expensive are going to get X'd out completely. Um, and then I'll leave a couple of these cheap guys like Garlic in because they're the only way you can fit Scherzer with a Machado and a Tatis is by having something cheap. Um, so that's basically the process I use on lineup HQ. Um, get all my Padres stacks. Um, and for this set of lineups, I set 100% Padres stack exposure. Um, I think I did 30 Padres stacks or so. Um, and I did those all in one build with 100% primary stacks on the Padres um, with the way I had uh, mixed in the ownership and everyone else. And that night it worked out for me. So if you have uh, any questions, you can always find me on the Million Dollar Musings. Um, we can, uh, I'll usually talk through each day which of the stacks I like, which slates I'm not stacking, if I'm doing mini stacks, who I like. And you'll be able to figure out kind of how I'm getting to my player pool on each night from that. And then um, just a matter of watching the games and every once in a while, um, it works out like that. So good luck to you and we will talk to you later. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
is going on, Roto Grunners? Dean here. That's Dean 704. If you want to get all technical, I mean, it's 5 o'clock on the East Coast, on the dock, 2 o'clock on the West Coast, 4 o'clock Tennessee time, which of course, which is time for the flagship show here at Roto Grunners. It's called Grinders Live. It's sponsored by Fantasy Draft. And joining me today, it's one uh, it's one Grant Niefer. Grant, you're, you're in a good mood, and I think I know why. <laughs> yeah, I'm real chipper. Um, to say the least, I haven't used that word in a while. Oh, I hear something going on in the background there. What's going on, Dean? I think it has something to do with why I'm so happy. We may have had a wager last time, but I saw I got sucked into the grand vortex. I was always like, I'm not going to – you always make these ridiculous bets and in one-game samples, even though you're, lay, you're laying odds and it's not a 50-50 proposition, sometimes thing, things aren't going to work out in my favor. And, uh, yeah, so now – you know, it's funny. I see men going in the chat – the bar has been set as far as how terrible one is allowed to be as far as drinking beer because he definitely set the a very, very low bar. Uh, but I've never chugged a beer in my life before, so this will be an interesting experiment. I think we're going to backload this and do this at the end of the show. Uh, which is which is a better option to chug? This is what my options in my fridge are here, Grant. I have the uh, uh, Lazy Magnolia, uh, Mississippi's oldest brewery, Southern Pecan. All uh, right. I'm guessing it's a porter. I don't know. Uh, it's a there's pecans in there. Roasted pecan, you're, you're, pecan or pecan? What do you say, Grant? Pecan. Yeah. I, I, I could do both, but that's probably a porter. That's going to be a little bit, a little bit thicker. What's the other one? Yeah, which sounds like it'll be a little tricky to to uh, to down quickly, right? The other one happens to be from America's oldest brewery, which is I'm sure you were giving us an education as far as your beer, so you know this. Yingling. There it is. Yeah, the black and tan. You got to go with the black and tan. As oh well. yeah, you go. You go with you go with the black and tan yingling. The yingling's fantastic. I, every time I go and visit the East Coast, I end up pounding as much of those as possible because they're also like the same prices, like a Bud Light or Coors Light every golf course I go to. Gee, imagine picking a Bud Light over a Yingling. Just imagine, you know, you know that's it. Just imagine that. Yeah, well, some people uh, Bud Light is a little bit, a little bit less thick, uh, a little bit less calories. Um, it's mostly just water, piss, and alcohol. So some people like the nice combination of water, piss, and alcohol. I don't think those are the official ingredients. I'm no brewer, but uh, well, they don't use corn syrup, so they have to use piss, right? Well, I I don't think it's an either or. Again, I'm not. I feel like you're being slanderous there. I thought I was being slanderous, but uh, yeah. Uh, so we'll we'll backload that for the end of the show because I was thinking like it might go horrendously wrong, uh, and then I'll just be thinking about it the entire time, and I'll probably be like be all wet. And that, that's why I was wearing a dark shirt. I was like, I'm gonna wear something dark just in case uh, there's some spillage. Uh, nonetheless, yeah, that, that, there you go. You got to think about these things, Grant. Um, we have a, a, a slate to, the, for baseball we'll talk about in just a second. Of course, you're going to knock out some of the promos as far as what's going down at RG. Uh, the draft kit, the Roto Grinders draft kit, of course, uh, football is right around the corner. Have you partaken in the, the Scott Fish Bowl, or are you just one of those people getting angry at all the tweets on the old uh, Twitter machine? Uh, I, back, what was it, fanball during football season, I came in second twice in there contest that a free entry to the fishbowl so i did not partake so i have not and yes i'm annoyed by all the constant updates yeah i am part i'm actually in one and uh it, it just kind of motivated me to start to dig into football because i'm one of those people that like i'm like the last person to get excited you know dfs we live in a world of a, you know daily fantasy sports all we care about is today and not tomorrow and you know uh, are they playing football today no so i'm not caring about it just yet but i will be prepared soon enough uh yeah so the draft kit that will help you get prepared uh, for best ball and seasonal as well. You know what seasonal, the uh, you know fantasy sports is that still a thing? Apparently, if you guys are partaking that, it, it is a thing. But also, I should mention that there is a beer that's brewed with pee. Um, had a beer <laughs> festival every year to recycle things. They uh, use the pee to fertilize, I believe, the hops 
and it's called a pissner. Well, there you go. You think they thought of like the the clever pun before they came up with the creation? Like, what what happened first there? They said, "Now uh, we have to make this a thing." Yeah, I, th- I think it was the name first. It's kind of the name, and then reverse engineer it. Like, all right, we got a great name here. Do we actually put piss in it? Now let's just water the plants with piss. Gosh, uh, this is very important. I'm glad you backtracked and clarified this for the people out there uh, in the middle of the draft promo here. Uh, draft kit, uh, best ball, again, for best ball and for seasonal, it's $39.99. And here's the kicker, Grant. If you uh, sign up for it, you get yourself a free $25 ticket to the draft best ball championship, which I believe is a million dollars at the top. Good times there. Uh, Sharp Side app, Sharp Side Street Contest is still going down. End of the month, whoever finishes first, I uh, believe it's uh, they get themselves 1,000 FanDuel credit dollars. Uh, I think second, it's 1,500, my friend. Well, no, because it's $300 per second and $200 per third. And that total oh, is $1,500. Eggs on my face. Touche. <laughs> Somebody got served. Uh, and then four through 10, you get yourself one month of RG premium. And that, of course, is a, uh, you know, you want to fit, this is, you want to have the longest streak. Uh, a streak right now, Grant, I, mean, I know you partake in the sharp side app but of course you can't win because then people will be very upset but uh, what is the strategy like say you're sitting right now with a streak you're like 15 you just stop and wait what do you do um i mean this the smart thing to do yeah like once you get to the top you wait until someone else beats you there's no reason to keep going if you're already at the top it's just people are gonna people have to catch up to you so unless it's like the last day of the contest you know some guy's going to try and pass you then you pretty much just get to the top and you wait and cut or if you're right near the top you wait and hope that two people are right next to each other in which case they're going to be going and trying to catch each other so you can end up popping in there it's, it's a lot of strategy when it comes to figuring out when to go but until you get up to near the top there's you just keep going and it's i do a, love street entertainment that is correct <laughs> you you and will ferrell uh and it's free to play of course uh, check out the sharp side app for more details and how to sign up yada 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 uh it's the second half of the season for baseball and for golf as well too i didn't know golf has second halves but i guess it's kind of the mid- midway point as far as the golf uh so the prices as far as premium have, have been reduced for a single site for for baseball it's less than 85 dollars. that's 84.99 if you want to get all technical same deal with pga less than 90 bucks for one uh single site 89.99 uh but if you get the old, the old combo platter it's 99 dollars 99 cents uh, links will be dropped there in the chat if you guys want to check that out. Of course, that's the Rotor Grunners chat. I imagine that D-Train, our fabulous multitasking producer, is all over the, uh, the, the the links as well in the YouTube. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. Jump on over here to Rotor Grunners too. Good times. If you're playing on FanDuel tonight, the Rotor Grunners single entry series continues in two varieties, the $1 version and the $50 version. There's just added value to those contests. So, yeah, if you're playing on FanDuel, you probably should play in those if they have not sold out just yet. One last thing before we dig in as far as the slate, Greg, I do want to say uh, we give our shout-outs to the people that are rocking the RG badge. Of course, if you're rocking the RG badge, you finish in the top 10 of certain contests. Again, consult the chat for more information on that. You get yourself one month of Roto-Grinders Premium, which includes such things as uh, Lineup HQ, the Million Dollar Musings from Cheese, the Expert Rankings, Crunch Time, Ross Weather, Ownership Percentage, the Premium Podcast, Expert Survey, Slate IQ, yada, 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 and much, much more. Let's give the shout-outs here, Grant. First one, it's a Marlins fan. Uh, so sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, hope don't fax the Marlins. That's not going to get you in the top ten most likely. That's not my burner either. Uh, all right. My, my Corleone, big uh, Godfather fan. I'd like to try to figure out what these uh, – Never seen Godfather. Never seen Godfather. 
What? Never seen any of them. Never saw Scarface either. All right. Have you seen Goodfellas? No. Maybe. Sopranos. I, might, I think I've seen. Uh, what was the last one? Sopranos? Uh, no. Oh, Grant. Sir, I'm, we're going to have a fantastic movie, by the way. Uh, we're we're gonna have a lecture later on in this show because, uh, or later oh, we're thinking off air. I mean, people don't want to hear this nonsense, but you should see all that stuff I just mentioned. Uh, so Mark Corleone is rocking the RG badge. We got Omar Forever to be. Uh, we got Snafu NMD, in Maryland possibly, and then there's a uh, Hat Kingpin. There you go. I believe he didn't butcher any of those. Welcome to uh, rocking the RG badge again. If you guys finished in the top ten of a noted contest uh, while wearing the Rotor Runners badge. You win yourself one month of RG Premium. Grant, are you having fun in the chat? Why are you smiling over there? Uh, everyone's going to start freaking out on me about the Godfather thing. I honestly haven't seen it. <laughs> Rightfully so, though. Like, that, it's well-deserved. You, you should you should catch all the wrath. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. I definitely should have seen it. And, like, there there's a few things that, like, if you haven't seen, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, say Lord of the Rings is one. Never seen Star it. Wars is one, and The Godfather yeah. is one. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so you've seen Frozen like seventeen times. Maybe instead of seeing Frozen seventeen times, I've seen Moana seventeen times. I've only seen Frozen twice. Sorry, I get like terrible. Well, I don't. It's probably good for like you know if you're zero and you enjoy that kind of stuff. But uh, as an adult, you probably shouldn't see what Moana seventeen. Is that starring The Rock? I believe. I I, I do a lot of babysitting. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's your cover story, fair enough. <laughs> oh, well, your cover story is I taught kids, yet I don't know math. <laughs> what do you mean I don't math? I don't know math? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you don't. I think there was some subject where you're really struggling on the other day. <laughs> the chat is very angry, by the way, as far as... Uh, as we're, we're, we'll, we'll bring this up on Twitter later on tonight. How about that? Let, let's dive in. Let's break down the slate. It's a 10-gamer going down, and uh, we've stalled long enough, got all the probos out there, and Grant, I am... Um, you know, I, the pitching, we, of course, talk, talk pitchers at the top, and there are definitely some names that can get you excited to some degree. Uh, you know, Luis Castillo is the, is the most expensive pitcher in the slate, and, you know, he's definitely electric, and he's got good stuff, but he's facing a Cubs team that's patient, that doesn't strike out a lot. Uh, it's hot. The wind is blowing out. And this is the most expensive he's been the entire, you know, all year long. I think this is the most expensive. So you're not getting any discount for – for the fact, of course, you know, when they made the price, they didn't know what the weather would be like, if the wind would be blowing out and all that. But, uh, you know, I surely, certainly he can go seven, strike out ten. Wouldn't surprise any of us. But uh, I think you cross him off the list as far as uh, at least your cash game perspective in tournaments. If you're MMAing, sure, why not? Uh, we got Giolito. We got Kershaw. We have Snell, who last time in Yankee Stadium didn't get out of the first inning. Uh, Paxton versus Tampa on the other side. He's kind of been up and down. Nice start last time versus Tampa. Uh, how, what is your approach as far as pitchers? Because there's a big old 14 total in cores. Uh, what, what's your thought as far as the balance of pitchers, you know, to sticks? What are you prioritizing tonight? No, 100% sticks. Uh, pitchers trash on the slate. Pretty much everyone's going to go with Paxton. Uh, if the weather's all right, a lot of people are going to go with Musgrove. And then, like, ownerships and a, quite a bit of Kershaw. And then ownership's going to be completely spread out, or I guess Porcel. There's four chalk pitchers, and they're going to be very obviously chalk pitchers. And there's a decent chance that all of them get absolutely destroyed um, outside of Kershaw, who's huh. just, there's a decent chance Ariel ends up with 17. Paxton's had bad outings. Kershaw is not have a huge amount of upside. Porcello obviously can get blown up. I mean, if Chris Sale can be, get blown up by the Jays, I'm pretty sure Porcello can too. And Musgrove can have a bad outing. 
your best bet is to just pay down at pitcher. One of these random guys under 8K is going to end up with a 25-point outing. Call back to the last show, Dean. Uh, probably three of them are. Call back to the last show, Dean. <laughs> and you just want to be on them, taking the guy at way less ownership, hoping for the top four guys or at least two of, or three of them to get blown up is the best way to do this. So no need to pay up for pitching. Any one of these lower-priced guys can end up with a decent outing. They could end up with negative points, but the range of outcomes is pretty drastic here. This is baseball. Anything can happen here, and I could see a bunch of these guys being 3 4% owned and crushing here. So the chat's just throwing out movies, and they're just asking if you've seen it before. Buddy. They're, they're totally on, like, they're throwing out the, have you seen Tango and Cash? Do you know what that is? I have seen it. It's been a long time, though. All right. You know what FUBAR means? FUBAR? Yeah, it's a reference in the movie, but never mind. We'll, we'll move on. I don't remember. I know what FUBAR means. <laughs> we are not getting it. <laughs> I was not expecting that retort. And I, <laughs> <laughs> my mom watches the show, so we're going to move on. Uh, well, you're, you're talking about as far as, uh, you know, the popular pitchers today. And, you know, I, I took a peek as far as ownership. Of course, the ownership numbers are they're fluid, and they do change. And, like, they'll be adjusted as we get closer and closer to lock. And the most expensive and what's the most uh, highly anticipated uh, owned guy today would be James Paxton uh, versus Tampa. You know, there are some Ks in that lineup. Paxton's a pretty solid pitcher. The price is down. And, we kind of touched on Luis Castillo at the top and like nobody's going to own him just because, you know, we live in the world with salary cap and he's expensive. Uh, so are you on like more or less as far as like 32% currently the protected ownership for, for, for Paxton against this Tampa team? Uh, are you more likely to rot? It sounds like you're not a fan, like you're willing to fade him basically. I mean, Paxton's one of my favorite pitchers ever. I love the guy. I play him more than other people today. I might full on fade him outside of my cash game lineups uh, where I'll have him in there, but like in tournaments, there's not a real reason to go there. He's going up against the Tampa Bay Ray teams. Yes, they are good versus lefties. But his last matchup there was in Tampa Bay. He could very easily get blown up. He struggled recently. He was walking two, three guys a game on a consistent basis, sometimes four, prior to his last start, which obviously was against Tampa Bay. But Tampa Bay is not a bad hitting team. I don't really see, like, he could very – he probably will is the best play on the slate. But this is baseball, it's volatile, and he's going to be incredibly chalky. There's a whole bunch of other guys that can end up with the same amount of points as him. Or even if he miss, gets five less points, you not paying for packs and going with a guy like, let's say, Max Freed, saving the extra 2K, you're going to have drastically different bats on the slate where there's a whole bunch of high-priced bats. There's, what, five over six total game or teams in the slate. I'm paying for bats. Pitching is irrelevant to me. Yeah, and, you know, I was talking about that Tampa lineup, how they could strike out, but this lineup they're rolling out today is, is actually one of their more contact-heavy uh, lineups outside of Willie Adamas, who strikes out with 32% of the time the last two years against lefties. Collectively, we're talking about 21.3%. Uh, you know, it's a small sample as far as uh, Brousseau, but he has not struck out uh, that, that much so far. Diaz, uh, not, not a big K guy either. Heredia cracked the lineup at 18%. So maybe that subdues Paxson's K ability to some extent. You talked about how – you know, he doesn't go necessarily deep in games. You're lucky to get six. The Yankees have a good pen. Uh, you know, and again, he's had a history of injuries this year. And if the Yankees are thinking long-term, they don't care so much about tonight. They care about October. So I don't see him going necessarily very deep. You mentioned Kershaw. Uh, I'm surprised at the ownership projection on Kershaw personally, because obviously this is not the same guy that he was a couple of years ago from a K perspective. He's what's striking out like 23% or so, which is, you know, fine. But that's not elite by any means. And he's still pretty expensive and not a great ballpark to pitch in either i i don't think he's going to be terribly uh, owned maybe, maybe that's a yeah. bad by me well tell me why you think he's gonna be heavily owned because i don't think he will be who do you want to play on this slate outside of paxton 
Uh, well, I don't want to play anybody. Exactly. <laughs> Kershaw's the least likely to get blown up out of pretty much everyone on the entire slate. He can go seven innings. Um, people are just going to see that, see the 4.06 implied team total for Philly, and they're just going to go with Kershaw. I mean, he has, what, the second lowest on the slate, and the lowest on the slate is Muskra or is Mikolas, who doesn't strike out anyone. I think it's still a mistake, though. I mean, Kershaw, has he's a mediocre strikeout pitcher, and this Phillies team strikes out at one of the lowest rates in the league here. Like, they're very good team they're playing in a much better hitters ballpark than Dod- the Dodgers it's decent weather out there Kershaw I understand why but it's a mistake well that's the thing is I think people are going to recognize that and like he's not mediocre as far as K's he's 23 percent that's fine and that's a little bit above the average I think I don't know what it is exactly but yeah a little okay. bit above league, league average means mediocre <laughs> well for the price it, it's I want a bigger K percentage of if I'm spending that much I think I think that's what you're trying to say is that correct yeah yeah, yeah absolutely um, and as far as that Philly lineup, you know, Kingery struck out a, a good bet against lefties, you know, 29%, but collectively, like you said, 18.9%. Uh, He's absolutely owned Bryce Harper for what it's worth. I think it's like 14 strikeouts and 24 uh, career bats, uh, lefty and lefty crime. But like, you know, Franco does not strike out a ton. Segura is less than 10% as well against lefties. Again, I, from, I think he's fine from a raw points perspective. And I think people are going to do what you're going to do is like, we're going to, they're just going to throw darts at the cheap guys. Uh, you know, we kind of mentioned, well, Rick Porcello, like who wants the roster Rick Porcello, but like he's cheap and we think he could probably survive. He's a big favorite. So in theory, if he gets the, into the, into the fourth, into the fifth, he'll grab the W. We'll take those four points. Um, and I know you have a, a, hank, a hankering for uh, some Max Freed today, which surprised me a little bit. Uh, sell me on Freed. Of course, ground ball guy, and there is some K's there. Uh, obviously a bad ballpark picking on Milwaukee, but uh as far as the cheapies, we got Freed, we got Porcello, and Musgrove just seems underpriced. He's not, like, great. He's perfectly fine, and he's facing a St. Louis team that's whatever. Uh, not a ton of righties, uh, you know, not as many as you expect. They're actually more left-handed today as they normally are. But I think they have four in there because uh, Molina's not, not playing, so they have uh, Weeders, obviously not a particularly opposing lefty, but we prefer righties if you're going to roster Musgrove. Uh, sort out the cheapies for me. Well, I mean, the top of my list is Freed. Uh, absolutely love him today. Like, just look at his numbers. Out of all the numbers on the slate, I think he has the lowest XFIP on the entire slate, which is crazy. Massive ground ball guy. Yes, he's going up against a tough Milwaukee team, but, like, you're worried more about home runs there, and he does not give up home runs. Like, massive ground ball guy going into Milwaukee. The ballpark's lost concern there, especially considering it's better for left-handed power, and Freed does not give up bombs to lefties. He very well could, but more than likely he's not going to. He's a very good pitcher. He doesn't walk a whole lot of guys, and his case stuff has actually been better over the last month. He draws a matchup against Milwaukee that actually strikes out at a decent clip. There is some strikeouts in the projected lineup around 20%, so it's not terrible. It's not great, but it's not bad. And he's only 7.2K. Like, if people are going to go with Porcello, why wouldn't they go with Freed? I mean, I get that the Milwaukee's a better hitting team and they have a five, but they're like implied totals only 0.5 more. Like that's it. And the Atlanta bullpen's not very good, if I remember correctly. So that implied team total for Philly incorporates the fact that Freed's probably only going to go six innings and then that Atlanta bullpen is going to come in. And are they the worst in the league? No, they're not. Fifth, fourth worst in the league. So the five implied total is basically the same as the. 4.46 implied team total for Toronto when you consider the fact that Boston has a much better bullpen than Atlanta. Boston's bullpen, it was worked really heavily over the weekend, if I'm not mistaken, so just for what it's worth. 
Um, as far as Porcello, like he's not a big K guy, 21% the last two years. There is some Ks in this, uh, this Toronto lineup, 24% collectively as far as striking out right versus righties the last two seasons. Uh, you know, with the exception of good old nerve power, your accountant friend, Eric Sogard leading off and, you know, Danny Jansen just under 20%. Everybody else is in the 20s and the 30s as far as their percentage of striking out versus righties. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez at 31%. BG on a small sample at 30%. Galvis at 25 Richick at 27 It's just about survival. And I think Porcello can put up like those like 12 or 13 points. And I think it's an interesting conversation as far as Porcello uh, versus Musgrove. Who do you prefer amongst, uh, amongst that garbage? Uh, I definitely prefer Musgrove. I mean... Porcel's not a very good strikeout pitcher. The Cardinals are a bit more uh, right-handed heavy. They're, he's not facing the H. I mean, you just look at Musgrove, you look at Porcello. They're pretty darn close pitchers. Musgrove is probably a little bit better at this point. He doesn't really walk a whole lot of guys. And he gets a better matchup. He's in, going up against an NL team, so he doesn't have to deal with the DH. They have been terrible all season long and have crushed all my hopes and dreams every single time I've played them. <laughs> and they strike out at a pretty decent clip here. I mean, I know Toronto does too, but Toronto has a strange way of somehow just destroying pitchers for no reason. I, Musgrove's cheaper. I drastically prefer Musgrove. He's probably the only real chalk pitcher that I'm going to have any interest in because he is cheap enough where you can still get very good hitters in there. And he is a guy that's a lot better than would appear. And the matchup's right. Everything's kind of right. So Musgrove, plus the weather, Roth seems to think it's okay as of right now, obviously checking on crunch time. But the fact that it's like, it says it's going to rain, people aren't going to play. Like his ownership's going to go drastically down because people are worried about rain. I'm not worried because even if he only goes three innings, then chances are he's still probably going to outscore Porcello or has a good <laughs> shot at outscoring Porcello. Uh, by the way, speaking of pitchers, uh, Mark Reynolds just pinched the ninth uh, for, for the Rockies. So good for him. Uh, One of my favorite cool. hitters of all time. Is he really? Yep. When he set the strikeout record, it was beautiful. What? Oh, for one season? Is that is that what he has? Yeah, record? I want to say two forty three in one season. I, so Preston Wilson was going to break it, but they they benched him like the last two weeks. They they showed a mercy or something like that. I remember that was. I feel like that's a thing. Was it Preston Wilson who was going to break that Preston record? Preston Wilson for the Rockies. I believe so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that, was, I think, well. that was a year before he almost like he led the league in RBIs. Yeah, uh, he struck out a ton, but he, he had a, he was a good hitter. He was a good player, um, yeah. good analyst too, by the way. Um, but uh, yeah, just I'm just taking a peek as far as what's going down there in cores. They hit blackjack nineteen to two, uh, bottom of the uh, bottom of the ninth. They pulled a lot of the regulars there for Colorado, as expected. Of course, we know the lineup just Jeff in the second half, but. Uh, just kind of taking a peek. I know Posey caught, caught the first game. I thought they were going to like pull Posey after the third inning and just you know have him catch the, the second game, but that's probably not going to happen. No, they're going to have vote. Uh, yeah. Vote to get hitter. Yeah. Uh, also, went to school with him. Fun yeah. fact. Yeah, one of the two guys that came out of my college for baseball. Who was the other guy? Uh, Kirk Neuenheis. Oh, he just retired. Did he retire? I just saw a note uh, on, the, on the Twitter machine that he retired. Everybody remembers Kirk Neuenheis for that uh, – I think it was a game, Sunday yeah. three homer game. Yeah, so uh, good for him. Yep, it cost me a whole lot of money. I didn't play that day. Um, he also stole one of my best friend's girlfriends. Fun fact. What? Stole. Not stole, like they broke up and then he dated and married her. Very nice lady. Kirk's got yeah. game? Kirk's got game. Uh, He's a all right. wonderful person. We didn't talk about Louis, Luis Giolito. We didn't talk about Blake Snell. Blake Snell against the Yankees. And last time out in Yankee Stadium, he got – didn't get out of the first inning. He did have a, a, a nice start there. He's faced the Yankees, what, three or four times this, this season. 
Uh, he had a, he had a pretty well a, a better start against the Yankees last time. Not really what you want as far as the asking price. And then there's Giolito, who's uh, I don't want to say he's fallen back or he's a fraud or he is what we thought he was. Uh, he's definitely taking steps forward this year. He's got to stick in steps back of late, but I still think he's legit. Um, but he's really expensive. Uh, that you know he still has a K rate over thirty percent or so. What are we doing with those guys? Because you know they should at least be in the conversation for MME. Who? Uh, Giolito and Blake Snell. I mean, the problem with Giolito is it's the problem with them and it's the problem with Castillo. Like, you can't really be a super elite pitcher if you're walking a ton of guys. Like, that's not how things go. So, over the past month, two, Castillo, Snell, and Giolito all have like walk rates that are around what, 13 to 16%. You can't be successful in baseball like that long term. So, if they're going to be wild, I mean, Grant's the. I think their first start after the all-star break, they could have fixed it during that. Maybe a little bit of time off helps. Like I don't have a problem with playing any of those guys. Obviously the wind in Wrigley makes Castillo kind of just an automatic out for me. Yes. He could have a good game, but he's probably not going to have a good enough game where he absolutely destroys you. Um, so I'm not going to deal with that at an 11.8 K price tag. He's not going to end up with a 13 strikeout game and just not give up any runs. Snell, on the other hand is a little bit more interesting. He's only 10 K we haven't pegged for half the ownership of Paxton, and if Snell puts it together, which his last two starts have been a little bit more together than the ones prior to. Um, Snell has some of the best swing strike rate stuff in the league, so if he's accurate today, he can absolutely mow down these Yankees, even though they're a very good lineup. I mean, if Vargas can keep him to three runs, I'm pretty sure Snell can. Um, so Snell's one of the few guys at the top end, literally, or a little bit, can, uh, I can't think of the word, considering. Gosh, wow. I don't, I don't know. We're thinking about Vargas giving up back to back homers to uh, the great Curtis Granderson and uh, Garrett Cooper. I think that's what you were thinking about. They kind of derailed you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was not, it's not a happy day, but you know what? He was not one of the seven pitchers to get over. <laughs> Another callback. Um, yeah. So uh, Snell's really the only guy at the top that I'm really considering. He's going to draw the lowest ownership of Paxton, Snell, and Kershaw. He has a five implied team total against him. No one's going to play him doesn't matter to me if he gives up three runs that's fine they'll end up with nine ten strikeouts well he's not going to go very deep the, again they kind of sort of baby him he probably goes six innings or so uh you mentioned Giolito and his issue was walks of late five the last time out before that I, of course he was good against Minnesota didn't walk him and he was actually really solid before that four walks then three then four then two but if you want to make an argument as far as the walks against Kansas City they don't walk uh collectively this team walks at what 6.9 percent versus Freddy's the last two seasons uh, the dude that walks the most is Gordon or Solaire at 8.6 or 8.5%. So that is a counter to like Giolito. They're probably, they don't want to walk. They want to swing and pop out and strike out. I mean, there's also like, that's, that's a double-edged sword there. If he's walking a lot of guys, that probably means they can't find the strike zone. It's a similar situation to Trevor Bauer. We saw him get absolutely shelled by the Tigers because he couldn't find the strike zone with most of his pitches. So when you don't have out pitches that you can locate uh, well, you're throwing, you may not walk a whole lot of guys, but you're going to be down three, uh, one, three in the count, three, one in the count, whatever. And you're going to have to throw meatballs right down the center. If you have a free swinging team like the Royals that are willing to just try and clobber the ball out of the ballpark, being wild and having a huge walk rate, going up against a low walk rate team that has some power is not necessarily the greatest thing in the world. 
Great. So they're talking about your alma mater there in chat. Are you aware that uh, Christian Okoye apparently also went yeah. to your college? Christian Okoye went, went there. Uh, who was it? Brian Clay uh, won the decathlon in 2004. Uh, got the gold medal. Also went there. Outside of them, there's really not people. Many I don't people. know if you're old enough to know who Christian Okoye is. One of the I, best I, nicknames in all of football of all time. Do you know it by chance? Oh, gosh. Uh, what was it? Oh, gosh. I literally just had it in my head. I was about to say it. Oh, gosh, just tell me. I... The Nigerian Nightmare. Oh, yeah, that was it. What a great Yeah, nightmare. apparently when he was at my school, like, he didn't know how to play basketball, but he was, like, so big and had massive hands that he was just, like, dunking over people in the gym, like, the first time he ever played. He was a lot of fun to watch. Him and Barry Ward made for a nice uh, backfield there for uh, for football. I'm getting nostalgic for, like, 1990 football. I'm exposing myself for being really, really old. Uh, let's summarize, except that wasn't obvious. Uh, let's summarize the pitchers before we start talking about the sticks. We don't really like anybody necessarily. Uh, we didn't mention some names. There's a, we didn't talk about Canning, who's like playable. Mikolos is playable. Don't expect a lot of strikeouts, but like he can eke his way just by going six or seven innings. Uh, Junis, the, the velocity has been down of late for what it's worth, but he is already facing the White Sox. So in theory, there are some pays there. Uh, any thoughts on those guys? You just want to summarize the summarize the uh, the arms or and talk about some sticks. My favorite pitchers, I'm just going to say, Valdez and Norris, just for the price savings, could turn out terribly. Eunice, Freed, and Musgrove. Those are my favorite pitchers. Those are who I will be predominant. Oh, and Thornton is actually – we didn't talk about Thornton at all because he has a six implied team total against him. A lot of that's the bullpen. He's actually done well against the Red Sox two times. He's a nice pivot off of Porcello. Trent Thornton could take down a GPP tonight going up against a very good Boston team. Yeah, uh, nobody's going to roster Thornton. You mentioned Valdez, uh, so he's he, we think he's going to be uh, the long man, right? The opener uh, what was a Peacock got hurt, so there's a setback for Houston. So um, what's his name is going to be drawing the start? He has, who has an egregious price? Uh, Josh James, who has like a big K rate, big walk rate too, but he's not going to go particularly deep. What do you expect uh, out of Valdez? How deep he's going to go? And also, like, who wants to pick on the Angels? I guess if Trout doesn't play, who's currently up in the air. Uh, that makes it a little bit more appealing, but it's just more about the price and maybe he goes three to four innings. Is that kind of your projection? Yeah. Plus, I mean, like the fact that James is opening um, gives me a little bit of hope because he'll go against Fletcher who doesn't strike out a large clip, Otani and Upton and Valdez actually did pretty decent for a long period of time. He's going to be facing a few lefties and there are a few bad bats. Like this is a low strikeout team, but without Trout in there, it's not really an intimidating team and the strikeouts are a little bit higher having Otani and Upton in there. We were talking about them being the lowest strikeout rate team in the league. That was without Upton and Otani. Those guys can both strike out a decent clip. Taking guys that are just not very good hitters but don't strike out a huge clip and throwing in those two guys, it makes the lineup more dangerous but also gives higher upside for opposing pitchers. So Valdez, pretty good ground ball guy. can have a decent outing. I'm hoping for about four to five innings is my hope, which he can be efficient a lot of times and get that far into the game. He happened to have three bad games in a row, four bad games in a row. But before that, he was getting – 23 points a game um throwing 80 pitches so i i have some faith that he can at least pay off his 4.6 hit price tag and like i said there's not going to be a huge amount of high scores on the slate so if it were a different slate i have zero interest in him but this is a very weird slate today so he's the guy that's the reason why i am thinking about him yeah i just want to kind of sort of survive pitching and like we'll talk about the bats in a second obviously and like we want to get cheap pitchers mostly i think because uh Actually, a lot of the bats are, like, just too expensive. Or, I'm sorry, too cheap. Some seem like they're just discounted, like, 5 or 10% for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, so everyone's going to play the cheaper ones. 
I, I'm not sure uh, I'm, because I think you're going to have the money. Depend, well, it all depends upon how much uh, people are spending on their pitchers. And if people are rostering Kershaw, I think Paxton's going to be like the guy in the upper tier that's going to be most popular. And that's where we have yeah. right now as far as projections. And I don't think people are pairing Kershaw with Paxton. I don't think that's happening. Um, you know, I, I, again, maybe, maybe my read's wrong as far as Kershaw, but I think it'll be less than 20% owned. Uh, catchers, you don't have to roster one on the sponsor site on Fantasy Draft. You don't have to do it on Fandle, but on DK, they kind of sort of force you. So we're talking about some catchers today. Is this the standard get in and out as cheap as possible? Uh, Buster Posey, we talked about him playing the first game, so he's probably not going to play the second game. Your boy Vote draws the start, we imagine. Uh, sometimes Posey plays first base, but I would think Belt's going to play first, and I don't think I'll throw Belt in the outfield. That total, by the way, has jumped to 14 and a half for what it's worth. Uh, Derek Rodriguez versus Chichi Gonzalez. Oh, man, just absolutely insane. Like, I, I don't might know. have to go to that game. How far away are you from the stadium? Uh, 10-minute Uber ride, so, like, that, that's going through downtown. Probably about two miles. Well, let's let's see. Hey, Siri, how far away is Coors Field? Coors. you got to say Coors. The I found is Coors Field on Blake Street. Do you want that one? Yeah. Um, 3.2 miles. There you go. Uh, well, I'll tell you this: if you're if you're going to the game, I hope you stack it. I, that's I, I assume you're going to. I do that every single time. Okay, <laughs> just want to make sure. Uh, catchers, what are you doing tonight? Uh, it's vote is clearly the top option there. I like Torino's quite a bit. He's going to be banging the nine hole, so he might draw a little bit less ownership, but he's super cheap. Going up against Canning, who does strike out a decent amount of people, but gives up a lot of power just to the way he pitches. He can easily give up a home run. He's playing in a decent hitter's ballpark there, so I like him. Sanchez going up against Snell is not a great matchup, but Sanchez obviously has a whole bunch of power. You're getting a price discount at 4.4K. Real Muto, a little bit too cheap. I don't mind him. Day no kind of getting that leadoff spot, only 3.6K going up against Paxton is a good option. Outside of them, it's just rounding out my stacks, or if you really want to, you can go with Roberto Perez, who can hit some bombs. So uh, I was looking at BVP stuff earlier just because I like to kind of get an idea to see what's out there. And Gary Sanchez versus Snell is really interesting. He's got these 17 official plate appearances, right? Uh, of 17 official plate appearances, he struck out 10 times. He's got five hits, a double, and four homers. So if he hits the ball, uh, you know, one out of seven times, four homers uh, and a double. He's the ultimate, like, 2019, like, either strikeout or homer. Just thought it was sort of interesting and worth noting. If you want to get some cheap players to catch there's actually some options there. Casale in the wind batting, you know, batting a terrible spot, obviously, but he's super, super cheap. And, this one I noticed, um, Sandy Leone is 2.2K on DK. That's That feels like, you know, a really cheap way to get in and out of Yeah, that catching. feels like a really cheap price considering that we don't want to pay for anyone over 7K at pitching. Not. Well, we could load up – we delegate the funds elsewhere. I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying to do some weird stuff today, Dean. Well, Sandy Leone's not like – not. It's that's not – that's weird or is that – I don't know if that's weird or not. That's not, that's not good weird, but it's yeah. something I might do. I mean, I'd rather just get 15 from my pitchers and have all my batters have a shot at a home run. I don't really want to use Leon. <laughs> uh, anything else that you want to say as far as catchers? According to the RG page, it's actually projecting both Posey and Boat to play and Belt. I don't know where these guys are playing. I'm curious to see that lineup. Belt can go to the outfield. They're going to throw Belt in the outfield in cores? I think isn't – yeah. I mean, I, I think he's played Belt before. I don't know if they've yeah. done it in that stadium, but yeah. That might, not, that might not end well, but that, that definitely could happen. Uh, stay tuned on that, obviously. Official lineup's not out just yet with that game just ending. I assume it's just ending now because it was in the, the bottom of the ninth about 10 minutes ago or so, unless the Rockies are on some ridiculous rally. 
Uh, any other thoughts as far as first, uh, as far as catcher? John Hicks is cheap versus Plucko. Plucko and a small sample is giving up uh, two and a half homers per nine, which is a lot. That's too many. Uh, I mean, he just throws a whole bunch of strikes and lets them be fly balls, either outs or home runs. Bold way to do things. So, uh, yeah, bold strategy, Cotton. Uh, first base, we're getting some – okay, so Belt, we assume, is going to crack that lineup. Votto is super cheap. Rizzo is super cheap. I don't really want to pick on Castillo or Hendricks, but, like, it's kind of baked into the price. Uh, I want to pick on Daniel Norris, but Santana's pretty pricey, and I'm okay rostering some Freeman and picking on Hauser. But, again, Hauser – uh, he gets some strikeouts, nice ballpark, pretty good bullpen there. And you, you might see a potential hater versus Freeman later on in the game, depending on the situation. Uh, what's your take as far as first? Because there's a smorgasbord of options as far as I can tell. Yeah, I mean, the best options when you consider price is obviously Belt, who will probably be leading off going against Chi-Chi and a uh, little bit of a worn-out Colorado bullpen. So he's a little too cheap at 4.4K. Both the guys uh, from the Chicago game, Dietrich and Rizzo are way too cheap. I mean, Dietrich Hendricks is a big ground ball guy versus righties, but he gets given up a lot of fly balls to lefties. Granted, he strikes him not a decent clip, but both those guys are great options. I'm a huge fan of jock jams today. I'm going up against Eflin. We all know that Eflin struggles greatly versus lefties. If you want to pay up, like, I don't mind going with Freeman uh, going up against Hauser. Since he started in that starting pitching role, he has not been the same pitcher and he's not been great. It's over in Milwaukee. We all know that it favors lefty power, and Freeman absolutely has it. He's going to get less ownership because there are cheaper plays. And people are going to be playing Paxton, so I don't think they're really going to be stacking Atlanta for one, and they're not going to be playing much, paying up at first base considering how many good options are there are. So all those guys, and then obviously Muncie, if you don't want to go with Jock Jams, are we playing him in the outfield? Tyler White's going up against Canning. He's trash, but he's 2.4K if you do want to pay up for Paxton or Kershaw. And then Joey Votto going up against Hendricks, same thing as Dietrich, um, can get hit the ball out of the ballpark, and Votto doesn't strike out a huge clip. So going up against Hendricks, who's a bigger strikeout pitcher to lefties and more of a fly ball guy to lefties, with that win can easily hit a bomb. Nobody's going to play Josh Bell. Just figure I throw it out there. Yeah, Josh Bell's another guy. Like, honestly, paying up at first base is one of the best moves on this slate. I said Freeman, but realistically, Freeman, Santana, or Josh Bell, because, I mean, Miklos, he's a big ground ball pitcher, but he throws a lot of strikes, so he's not going to be striking guys out. Bell can easily crush out of the ballpark one, two, three times on the slate. So, yeah, yeah, Bell, Freeman, and Santana are some of the best guys to play on the slate. You mentioned Jock Jams, 4-2 on DK on Fantasy Draft. He's uh, 8-4. Uh, if you're playing cash games on FanDuel, like, he's got to be one of the first players. I'm not sure if you look at FanDuel all today. Uh, he's 2.6K over there, which is uh, – that's that's a wrong price. That's incorrect. Yeah, I've switched most of my fan dual play over to Yahoo. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not playing there tonight either. Actually, just because of reasons, but uh, just time constraint. But um, yeah, so I, I just you don't have time. To- Is it because you're going to spend an hour drinking one beer? <laughs> I'm not looking forward. To it. I just took a peek over it. It's kind of imposing. You might want to open it, let it uncarbonate a little bit, and pour it in so it doesn't foam too much. What do I want? Do I want the England black and tan? I think I want the, the black and tan. If you're going to chug it, you want the England back, black and tan. All right. We'll open that up in a second and let it kind of ferment for uh, 15 minutes or so, whatever it is, give or take. Anything else at first base that's worth a, worth a head nod? Or do you want to jump to the old keystone position in second base? Let's jump to the next one. Yeah. So Jose Altuve is still really cheap. Yeah. Jose Altuve and Scooter Jeanette are both very cheap. I wonder if Kipnis is going to outscore them, Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to say he won't. <laughs> How pissed were you after the scooter? Uh, that was just hilarious with the scooter getting scratched. Uh, 
ridiculous. And then, of course, Altuve hits a home run and ruins my dreams of you chugging two beers. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so Altuve uh, is probably the top option, still 3.8. I'm a huge fan of the Houston Texas. I'll get that out of the way early and say that I love them. We'll get more to that later. Um, Dietrich, same thing. Scooter and Dietrich, way too cheap over in Coors. They're the lefties. They're going up against Hendricks, who gives up fly balls to lefties. Uh, Muncie, same thing I mentioned earlier. Outside of them, I don't mind taking a shot on, like, one of my favorite tournament plays is Uriel. Uh, he's going up against a chalk Porcello. He has the most home runs, I think, in the last two months. Uh, the guy has power. He's in a decent ballpark. And he's going to be 3% owned because of his price tag. If you're not paying up for pitching, which I'm not, throwing him in there is a genius idea. And even just as a one-off, he has a potential for a two-gone game. Sorry, I was busy pouring a beverage. Uh, I guess D-Train was muting me. I, I apologize. I was making too much noise with my beer over here. So uh, you guys are uh, derailed by that sound. My apologies. We'll get that fixed shortly. Uh, yeah, other second baseman that are kind of worth in the conversation. If, if Hampson draws a start, he's super cheap. You know, he's just in the course game. It's a cheap way to get access to second base there. Salado as well uh, is pretty cheap. And, uh, you know, uh, on the San Francisco side, again, we don't want it just yet because that game is just finishing up. Uh, anybody else here that's worth noting as far as second, or you want to jump to the old hot corner and talk about third base? I mean, really, any of the second basemen for Toronto are all good plays as a leverage spot off of Porcel. So Sogard and Biggio are both very much in play, but we can move on to third. Well, like, Gurriel's got a ridiculous price. I guess that's a leverage move because you're talking about it as far as Porcello being popular. And Gurriel is uh, one of the more expensive players in the slate. I understand he's flashed plenty of power, obviously, the monster lurking. Uh, and he's been great since going back from uh, you know his demotion. That's uh that is interesting. When you first said Gurriel, I was thinking of the guy from Houston for some reason, his brother, not the guy. Uh, but yeah, that Toronto stat. I mean, I, I haven't seen what the Slate IQ has to say as far as leverage plays, but I suppose the idea there is a leverage play, right, against the Priscilla Chalk. Yeah, yeah, and just because he mashes. Well, yeah, that I mean that too. That's why you know how many calories are in a black and tan? Too many, probably. Only one fifty. Really. Yeah, only got 14 carbohydrates, no fat, no protein, so it's really not that thick of a beer. I made the correct choice for you to chug. What are you drinking? What, what, what do you have in the layaway? Coors Light. I live near Coors. Oh, that's right. There you go. It's super foamy. I'm trying to – I don't know why it's so foamy. Oh, it's the altitude. I think the altitude messes with beers. Hey, um, you know who's been better of late is Jose Ramirez. Yeah, well, he's just been getting luckier as of late. He's been good all season long. He's just actually had regression pour go his way. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, Jose Ramirez. I use him pretty much on every single slate. Cleveland has one of the highest play totals on the slate. Uh, he's a great play at 4.1K going up against Norris, who's not a very good pitcher. And then you get stuck with that Detroit bullpen afterwards. My main guy is Bregman. Uh, I, like I said, love the Houston stack. Not going to go terribly high on going up against Canning, but it's good. It's a good hitting ballpark there in L.A. And Bregman's a very good hitter. He can crush here. I He's my favorite play on the entire slate. I'm going to have a boatload of him. Um, outside of them, I mean, there's Arnado. It's it's that simple. Yeah. Arnado's a top play. Go ahead, throw him in. Just do it. What is it about Canning that makes you want to pick on him? Um, he gives up a lot of fl- foul balls, a lot of hard contact. He's a decent strikeout rate guy. But looking at this Houston lineup, there is not a whole lot of strikeouts in it. Outside of Alvarez, I think Springer has the highest strikeout rate in the top six at 18%, and everyone else is sitting around 12%. 1.8 homers this year, a uh, small sample, 65 innings for what it's worth as far as per nine innings. So 
He's oh, doing- Endeavors is the best pivot off of Arenado, by the way. Isn't he, though? Like, nobody's going to play him outside of a Boston stack. Yeah, and he's been hotter than pretty much anyone. Yeah, like, I've heard people talk about it, and I think it makes sense. Like, of late, it feels like the prices have been more reactive to who's hot and who's cold. Have you noticed that? Yeah, they they, they realized that Derek Cardi was wrong about hot streaks. That's why. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I'm not here to speak for Cardi or anything. He's not on crunch time today. I believe it's, a, it's Tuttle and Roth. Roth, of course, will tell you what's going down as far as weather. Tuttle will help you guys. Uh, they'll answer all the questions uh, up to chat. Up the chat, up the lock, up to 705 on the East Coast. But uh, I, I'm fairly certain that Cardi always talked about, like, hot streaks and cold streaks are a thing. It's just not predicted when they're going to start and stop. You can't 100% quantify it, but the eye test kind of helps you figure that out. Uh, and he doesn't seem to under – unless something is 100% quantifiable and with a huge correlation, he Cardi won't say it's a thing, like a guy who can hit left-handed pitching. They don't believe that he doesn't believe that's a thing. He just believes everyone has a normal platoon split, which realistically when trying to get like, if you're in the a GM office trying to get a player, it's not really going to factor into it too much. But for daily fantasy sports, when you're trying to look at a guy on a one day slate, having that information looking at that and believing that it's a true trend can be a great way to get ahead of the curve. Uh, speaking of platoon splits, there's no platoon split for uh, Suarez, Ayane Suarez, or Chris Bryant. Uh, 3.9K, yeah. Both those guys are really cheap. Uh, and, you know, a positive weather situation, uh, mid-80s as of right now with the wind blowing out around 13 degrees or so. And uh, I know Ross Weatheridge, at least as of uh, when the, before the show started, was, was suggesting that you're going to expect uh, more homers. Obviously, the pitches are pretty solid, but the prices are cheap and they're pretty interesting for tournaments, if nothing else. What are we doing at shortstop, Grant? Um, like I already said, Bregman Crawford's way too cheap at 3.7 K and apparently he has the ability to hit two home runs. <laughs> I now know that. No, uh, yes. Shinerbach is a very good beer. Um, Trevor story, obviously the nuts play today as is Arenado. It's the same thing on every single slate. Rodriguez, he is a righty, but he's probably only going to be in there for three innings. Uh, I don't think he's going to get that deep into the game. So I'm not really paying attention too much. Righty versus lefty, blah, 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 that stuff. When you're not going to have a star going in too long, it's mostly just random variants and who faces who. So Story and Arenado are two of the top guys. Seager going up against Afflin. We know he struggles with lefties. Lindor going up against the trash pitcher Norris. Bogarts, when you have Betts and JD that are going to be an automatic part of every Boston stack because of their price tags, going with a guy like Bogarts along with Devers is a great way to make a little bit of a different stack because not many people are going to be able to fit in both of them. So those are are the main guys I'm going with. If you want like a low, like low owned pivot, I really don't have many. Maybe Torres going up against Snell is going to draw no ownership, but I don't really think you need to go there. I'm probably going more chalky at shortstop and just paying up for the guys that can easily give me a bomb. couple things. I think uh, I may be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure Derek Rodriguez is stretched out to some degree or more stretched out than you think he is because he was working in the minors. Not that like you want to roster him or, like, whatever. I mean, just just a, as a little side note, I think he's mostly... He was working in the minors for a short period of time. I think his last start was the 25th, I want to say. Um, so 25th. he might have had one start there in the minors, but I don't... Like, I can't imagine him going too long in the game. Let me see. I can pull and, it up. And as far as Crawford, is there going to be, like, some some FOMO as far as, like, he, he they got two homers today? And, like, I don't, are people going to chase that? Like, that would be an absurd premise. Yeah, people are going to chase that. Like, you know, he's not known for his uh, for his pop, obviously. He certainly can, you know, he has the ability to, you know, to bang one out against Chi Chi Gonzalez in that bullpen there for 
for Colorado. Not sure if Mark Reynolds is going to make an appearance in game two as well. But, uh, yeah, so it's it's uh, nothing to be, to be feared there. Uh, Lindor versus Norris, I don't mind him. Uh, anybody else that's worth talking about as far as shortstop or shall we jump to the uh, the outfield? Let's go to the old outfield. There's a lot of options there. Uh, and, of course, the, we'll start in course. And, like, I don't really want to play Yaskrimski or Kevin Pillar. I guess you can. I'm more excited about, you know, Blackman and Dahl on the other side. I'm, I'm going to imagine that Tapia tra- probably draws the start uh, against Rodriguez. We shall see soon enough. Uh, love, you talk about the Dodgers lefties, you know, versus uh, F1. I love Ballinger. Like, he just seems like a great – and his price is pretty fair, very reasonable against, against F1 and his, uh, his uh, home run tendencies. His issue just kind of giving it up as far as lefties. Nice ballpark jump for him as well. Uh, Betts seems too cheap against Thornton. You said basically neutral splits. Ditto for J.D. Martinez seems too cheap as far as the Boston side. A team that's projected to score around six runs or so. Um, yeah, where, there's just a lot to talk about in the outfield. How, how do you kind of like thin that out? I mean, I like all the guys at the top there. Blackman, obviously mentioned Guriel earlier. Belly, Dahl, like those are my top options. Alvarez is still not a bad option. He's priced up there going up against a high strikeout pitcher in Canning, which makes it a little bit tougher to play him with his high K rate. But he's going to go lower own. Springer, absolutely love Springer on the slate. He's one of my top options, and he's a little bit too cheap here. Uh, Schwarber at 3.6K leading off. It's way too cheap. JD, Mookie, both of them are way too cheap. There's a lot of cheap guys, so I'm planning on spinning up because more people are going to be on guys like Schwarber, guys like JD, guys like Betts, who are just a little bit underpriced. They're going up for 5K guys like Bellinger, like Blackman, who will still have a lot of ownership. Blackman and Dahl are the guys that – are going to have ownership, even though they're really high priced. Um, taking Acuna versus Hauser. Uh, again, Hauser hasn't been great. Good ballpark. Acuna is a good hitter, going to draw low ownership. Aaron Judge going up against Snell is a potential bomb spot there. Um, outside of them, like you can take shots on other guys. You can go with some of the Cincinnati bats. You can go with some of the San Francisco Giant bats. I'm more of a fan of paying up today. And then just two pretty big price discrepancies considering the matchup. Uh, Justin Upton and Luplo are both too cheap at 3.7, 3.9K. Yeah, Luplo is really cheap on FanDuel as well. I think it's like 2.5 or 2.7. Another guy if you need to save some salary. Don't mind that. Uh, do you want to take a peek on the screen share as far as uh, the lineup HQ? Are you good with that? Yeah, I don't care. That's fine with me. Uh, umpire data, most of it's out with the exception of two games. We have an extreme hitters umpire uh, in uh, in Wrigley for what it's worth. So we're talking about a team, a total in Chicago with Castillo versus Hendricks at 10 and a half and an extreme hitters umpire and an extreme pitchers umpire for F1 versus Kershaw. Uh, everybody else, there's no extremes. Uh, let's take a look as far as the K prop. Who do you think has got the biggest K prop? It's a bunch of dudes that have six and a half. And you probably uh, I'm guessing Paxton, Snell, and Gilito. Yeah, and then Louis Castillo. Uh, you know, the, they all the six and a half. And you got Kershaw, five and a half. Junis at five and a half because – He's facing Detroit, and the uh, you like Max Freed at five and a half as well. Uh, and the biggest wanna... thing with Paxton is he's a minus one eighty two favorite to hit the over. Yeah, so he's if you were to yeah do the math on that, he probably is a, he is projected to have the most strikeouts amongst this bunch for what it's worth. And then there's Chalky Joe Musgrove uh, at four and a half. That's just how it goes. Your boy Griffin Tannen at four and a half as well. Uh, let's take a peek as far as some ownership. You know, let's see what cheese is good. You know, cheese is good. He won a couple million dollars two separate times. Let's see what he has as far as his core plays today. And he has a voice like an angel. Guys, go listen to Dave Potts on Spotify. He does. Is he on Spotify? He is on Spotify. I listen to his music regularly. What's your favorite uh, cheese is good Dave Potts song? Oh, gosh. 
oh, my backyard. What? That's a real answer? Is he have a song yeah. called My Backyard? My backyard. Sun's coming up. Then right back. Have a few left. Coffee in my favorite cup. Man, I'm actually surprised I knew how much of that song. Look at you dropping the bars, man. Uh, yeah. I, I, I've done like the, the, the YouTube uh, plunge on, on pots. And there's some like live videos of him that, like coffee houses and such. It's good stuff. Uh, he's, he's good at baseball and at singing as well. Uh, he's got Paxton, Porcello, and Musgrove as his core pitchers, and that just kind of speaks to like how much we hate the pitchers. And I'm I'm playing catch uh, cash games tonight. I, I didn't realize how terrible the pitchers were once when I signed up, and I'm like, all right, I'm pot committed now. But that's probably going to be Paxton and Musgrove. That's probably yeah. where I'm at. I'm not happy about it, but that's probably my cash game pitchers tonight. Uh, if we talk about the hitters, let's see who he has in his pool: Blackman, Altuve, you know, the aforementioned Peterson, uh, Brandon Belt. We presume he's going to crack that lineup as well uh to kind of expand this out to noto let's see he was talk we talked about hosier anybody here kind of jump out to you they think it's worth talking about that you haven't mentioned yet kyle schwarber is very cheap uh he's facing i already mentioned that guy well i was probably reading the chat at the time or something you're probably thinking about oh man i have to chug a beer so soon <laughs> is it is it fully poured in your glass it is yeah it's right here it's uh oh man. it's pretty imposing it's a lot going on i don't want to drink that but uh, again, I've never attempted to, you know, I never did a, a kegger or kegs. You know, I've been to college and stuff, but this, that, that was never really my thing. But, uh, you know, I would dabble. I get a little thirsty. Did you do like the key thing? Like, put the, What is that called when you put the key in the, you pop a key in the can? What's that term? And you drink it? Shotgunning? There you go. <laughs> Have you literally never heard me talk about shotgunning? I forgot the word for some reason, nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> let's see if anything pops as far as ownership projection. Uh, David Dahl's projected to be fairly popular. No shocker there. Blackman as well. Altuve. Uh, Schwerber. I'm going to see. Yeah, vote. We think it's going to crack the lineup at a big percent. Let's just take a look as far as pitchers because that may have changed. It does change as, you know, the slate uh, comes upon us. Uh, I'm doing some bad clicking here. I cannot find ownership percentage for some reason. Yeah, it's still 32% as far as James Paxton. You know, let's, let's have the people let up some questions in chat as I keep staring at this beard. It's staring me down. It's giving me the stink eye. Uh, give me some of your stacks tonight and tell me three dudes that are going to bang out some homers. Um, Houston's my favorite stack on the entire slate. Going to have quite a bit of ownership in them. They should go under own. I mean, there's the obvious ones in San Fran and the Rockies, Boston and Cleveland. Like, those are the obvious ones. But if you want, like in big field tournaments, Tampa Bay is probably one of the best stacks on the slate. Uh, Paxton can get beat around, and he is going to be so chalky going up against a very good team like Tampa Bay. He could easily give up five runs and be out quickly. So it's a great leverage spot there. I don't mind them for like super big tournaments or top-heavy tournaments. It's a good call. Dodgers are the – it's probably Houston and the Dodgers are my two favorite stacks. They're not going to draw enough ownership. And then – Tampa Bay and Big Fields, but I mean, there's not many teams that you can't stack on this slate. I mean, you can go with Chicago, you can go with Cincinnati, go with Toronto, go with the Red Sox, go with Cleveland. Like this is what baseball is now. You can stack up anyone really outside of the Pirates game. Yeah, this is funny. We didn't mention any Yankees going through it, but of course they can absolutely put up a. They could chase Snell and after two innings or so to get ugly pretty quickly. Um, probably the, the audacity of man going in the chat giving me a hard time about about chugging. Do you remember how terrible he was at chugging? At chugging, it right? was. I think I checked it was 13 <laughs> seconds and it was an eight ounce Red Bull. <laughs> That's right. He chugged the Red Bull. <laughs> Unbelievable. I uh, mean, I've chugged a 32 ounce energy drink in, before and that was. 
Can you that was take an him interesting day. Huh? Monster or something? I can't remember what it was, but it was a big old energy drink. Or it might have been 24 ounces. It was a big can. But nice. It... Oh, uh, yeah. Good let's knock out some questions in chat before we uh, have our beverages. Uh, Corey Seeger, uh, do you, would you play him on a Dodger stack? Or yes. Would you... Yeah, so they're asking. Play on, yeah. Play him on a stack, play him alone. They were asking Seeger or Crawford, or like a Dodger stack with Crawford. Like, Crawford's not a one-off, man. I don't care what he did this afternoon. He's just not a traditional one-off. Uh, Junis tonight versus the White Sox. I guess there are some Ks there. The velocity's down a tick, which is somewhat concerning. But, uh, you know, we talk about how we don't like any pitchers. How, how do you feel about Jake Junis? He's fine. Uh, he's probably one of the safer bets. Uh, White Sox strike out one of the highest rates in the league versus righties. I believe it's a 26% K rate um, in the projected line or in the current lineup that they put out. So I don't mind Eunice. I'm not a big fan of him, but this slate's trash enough. I just drastically prefer uh, Freed. I love that you call him Eunice. Like, what? <laughs> it's a long J. It's like yogging. <laughs> Jakob Eunice. <laughs> Anyone on Ramirez? I assume that's Jose Ramirez and sure. Yeah, he's cheap and he's good. Uh, can Luplo hit homers uh, the last two years as ISO's 328 versus their, versus lefties? So, yeah, I'm okay with Luplo. We're, we're good with him, right? Yeah. All right, running, running through some more questions here in chat. We're stalling as much as possible because we don't want to drink. You're stalling. I'm ready. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're not asking questions because they just want to see. Uh, uh, how, how much time do we have to give you? Two minutes? Or are you just going to be this guy that's been sandbagging me for like two years? <laughs> Go me up and beat me right here. I've been roping doping you, man. Yeah, I got you sucked in. I got like eight to one odds on the uh, on the black market. and <laughs> yeah, slide, slide I bet Mango's doing the same thing. Oh, yeah, I've never shotgunned a beer. And then one year later, he's going to be like, yeah, let's put money on it. Just give me a half-second head start, and he just finishes it in a half-second. He's like the freeze uh, for Atlanta. <laughs> you ever see the freeze the dude that runs in the outfield uh, that chases the guy down, you know what I'm talking about, or no? Yeah, yeah, we've, we've talked about this before. I don't think I've seen videos of it, though. Oh, I was – yeah, I saw a guy beat the freeze. It was awesome. I watched it live. Uh, yeah, he, the freeze lost. It does happen on occasion, apparently. But uh, so once I drink, you're going to have to sign off the show because like that I'm going to be like a, a mess probably. So you'll have to tell the people to holler and tell them that like crunch time's coming up next and all that good well, stuff. I figured we were racing. How much of a head start do I give you? Well, no, I don't know. Don't, don't humiliate me. Like just beat me. I'll beat me straight up. It's fine. I don't need to be condescended to. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> how many times I've had to make ridiculous 20 to one bet odds with you on this. <laughs> Oh, I have, I mean, I have no chance. I can see that. I have no, no chance. Uh, I, I would need you to stumble or like sneeze or something like that in mid chug. Maybe vomit mid chug, run to the bathroom, vomit, get back and then finish. A reversal of fortune or something. That's what they call it, at least in the hot dog eating contest. I, I missed that this year on the 4th of July. I always make a note to record it, but uh, yeah, I assume chestnut one. I must've missed that. I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Devin wants us to chug. All right, so you got to sign off and get us out of here if there's any questions in the chat. But uh, uh, I don't know. Is there a countdown of some sort? How does this go? All right, I'll give you a countdown. Three, two, one. I'm just watching. Oh, he's going, he's going quicker than I thought. This is quicker than I thought. It's still incredibly slow. Oh, gosh. All right, I should probably start. <sighs> I think I beat you. You might have. Dude, that just goes right to my brain. Is yeah, that how that works? Great. The bubbles hit the roof of your mouth and go straight up into the brain. That's science. Science. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I was just summoning a little Breaking Bad there in my head for whatever reason. But uh, I think I got a little something on the on the, uh, the face. And the, Fun yeah. fact: you're actually faster than Aaron Rodgers. Well, yeah. I mean, he was pretty uh, putrid, wasn't he? Oh yeah, it was. It was one of the worst. He was. He was mangone level. Oh. Uh, any questions before we step aside and get out of here, or should we? Uh, should we get, get out of here? And, uh, I think that's a good one to end on. I'm proud of you, Dean. I'm proud of you, son. Yeah, I'll n- never make a wager a grant. That wasn't so bad, but like it did sort of like go straight to my head. But uh, all right, that was Next that. Next time I'm to Nashville, I'll bring you some good chugging beers. Uh, well, yeah, but I don't want to drink your uh, natty ice. No, I'm talking about good chugging beers, like low ABV, low carbohydrate, but actually have some <laughs> and some like. Did you know Guinness actually has the same amount of calories as Coors Light? I was not aware of that, but uh, yeah, it's I don't want to chug a Guinness, I don't think. You would think so, but it's actually the best thing to chug. It's, uh, I believe brew, or a lot of them have nitro in them, which the bubbles are smaller um, bubbles, making it smoother and easier to chug than ones brewed with CO2. Well, there you go. Fun facts. The more you know, <laughs> that NBC rainbow to jump across the screen. <laughs> Grant, Grant, finish strong. I don't know how you can top that, but what else do you have as far as baseball? Um, Astros will put up double-digit runs today. There you go. He's Grant. I'm Dean. Stay tuned for Crunch Time. We're out of here. Holler. See you, kids.